time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Brian Falconer, badass co-host oh, of man, Cigar here Talk. Here we go. I know here we go. You know, I mean... Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> that's how I'm starting. Okay. So, no, no, no. What I was going to say is, unfortunately, there's some times that you're not available to be on the show. Yes, sir. And, you know, we all have lives. Yes, sir. Apparently, you think yours is more important than mine, but, you know, we all have lives. But anyway, so Dude. we've had lots. We've had we've had actually a lot of co-hosts this year. Yes, that's true. I mean. I, I can't even name them off because, you know, I don't really care for them, but uh, they they came over, they filled in, they did a great job, they yes, made it a yes, lot of fun, Yes, but at the same time, <clears throat> like a lot of people don't react to me the way you do. I understand. And so, like, if I don't have the peanut butter, I can't be... The jam. jam. I got you. You know what I mean. I got you. Bro. So I, got I appreciate you. you on a level that you don't even know. But the thing I'm 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 getting out of that, he just called me peanut butter, creamy or nuts. Pick pick That's creamy. Ah yeah, <laughs> creamy. Yeah, you don't want your nuts in there. And those that can see now, Larry over there, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> hey hey, we actually. For the first time ever, guys, dun, 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 dun. if you don't watch the YouTube channel, you got to go by there and check it out. The, it's, it's, I put the link to the YouTube channel in all the show notes for all show the platforms, notes, but go by and check out. This is the first time ever Larry Denton, better known as Big Dick Larry, <laughs> is going to be on the show. BDL, BDL. And actually, y'all can see him. I mean, I mean, he looks like he needs a lot more light over there, but, you know, <laughs> it's dark. It's dark. So, anyway, we're excited that yes, Larry sir. and you – I didn't hear you, Larry. Did, could you hear him? Speak. Oh. He's talking, but y'all can't hear him. I mean, y'all will thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see him. You can see him. Anyway, if you also – if you're – Dude, we have so many people that are watching the videos now uh -huh. on YouTube. And yeah. I, I was talking to Jay down at the Leaf a couple of nights ago. Uh -huh. Wow, what a night that was. <laughs> dude, Larry was there. Dude, did we have a hell of a night? Great night. Great night. I mean, and really, I, I say not very long ago. I mean, last night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of nights last night. <laughs> it was last night. <laughs> It was, it, was a good night. Night. it was a good night. It really was. We, I mean, you know, usually I love hanging back in the Havana room, uh -huh. but also sitting in there with Jay yeah. and Larry, and it's just us three. It's the store's closed. There's nobody in there, and we're just hanging out. Uh, that was the great time. That man. is yeah. the essence of what all of the cigar community want to experience, oh, yes. and I hope that you are. And let me tell you this. I want to say this to all of my brothers of the league. Mm -hmm. Like, I have talked to some guys, and they don't have home shops. True. And you know what I'm going to say to that? What is that? If you have a cigar shop within 50 miles, go. 
go. You won't go be down there no. and hang out. Yeah. Because you will find conversations. You will strike up <laughs> new relationships and you will gain more friends True. in the long run. True. Unless you're Scott Fritz. But <laughs> what I, Here and all that to say is, dude, go. get off your ass and go, go to down the, to a shop. Yeah, go to a shop. And I mean, I know, dude, everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I hear. Oh, man, I just don't have time. Make time. Yeah, because you will enjoy it. You will. And then you'll find this, yourself making more time to go down there. You know, we are, me and you, we are like old school. You don't get much old, <laughs> older schooler than us. I like how you put that. Hey, Lebuckian, all day long, Older baby. schooling. Older schooling. <laughs> and so I say that because... I mean, there's only one generation left yeah. ahead of us. True. <clears throat> like when all those people die, it's us. It's us. It's us. And then that means we're next. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here. <laughs> Your bus is coming. Right. <laughs> I don't know which one you're going to get on, but and your I mean, bus is and, coming. And, and that's one of the things I love about hanging out at the Leaf. Because I talk to people of all ages, yeah. and I love to like visit with people to know what's going on in that generation, what's going on in that culture. You know what I mean? I gotcha. And dude, I think that is like the most interesting thing that I enjoy in having conversations with people at cigar bars yeah. that I don't know. Just sitting and listening, right? And that's the true part: uh, the listening. You know, because you find out things when you listen. Oh, yeah. When you're doing you know, all the talking, me, you don't learn anything. Let me tell you something. So do you know Sam down at the Leaf? Yes. That dude doesn't listen. Uh, like, he is always. No, no, no. The whole time he's like thinking of what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. And he's like just like he is like a greyhound race dog. Just like. I got to get that rabbit. I got to get that rabbit. So I say that because what I notice about that is all these people are talking. They're giving out gold. Yeah, dropping nuggets. And he's missing it all. Missing those nuggets. That's true. And it's like his stories suck. <laughs> I'm not getting any gold nuggets from his stories. I'm getting like, you know, ah, I got a dog. All right. Okay. Not a service dog. <laughs> Wearing a call, vest. You called that dog counterfeit. <laughs> and then Larry said, I don't want to touch it because I get my fingerprints on it. <laughs> you two <laughs> together. People don't understand. Here, that- here, here me, let me tell you, let me tell you how the Larry and Rob motherfucking Jones <laughs> dynamic duo is plays out. Here's how, here's how it works. Like when it's just me and Larry, like freedom of speech has never been truer. You true. know what I mean? Let, Very the, like true. when it's just me and him, like when they said freedom of speech, they were like, Robin Larry, Larry. let them just spew it. And, and so you do. right. And I do. And he does too. <laughs> and then what but in the dynamic of being in public <laughs> with me and Larry, Mm-mm. what I love about it is the dynamic of us together in that situation is I'm still going to say whatever. And he is too. No, no. With a little bit. No, no, bit. no, no, no. That's not where I'm going. Oh. 
you're jumping ahead. You, you think, I've been there you with think you, too. You, you think you know what I'm going to say, but okay. you don't. Talk. You know what that's called? <laughs> Talk. Fritzing. Oh, God. No. Fritzing. You've you should, made him a verb don't now? Don't fritz. <laughs> You've made him a verb. Please don't fritz. <laughs> God. I don't mind if you use this. Just hey, changed hey, the hey, English hey, class. Hey, I don't know. Fritz if, is I, a verb, I, people. I, 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 <laughs> it has been for weeks. Wow. Right. So let's not confuse the Fritz with Febreze. How would you confuse those two? Because you spray bottle both of them. Can we get back to the conversation we was having earlier? Please, can we get back? Right. I know where you're you going with that one. <laughs> but no, here, let me just say this and then we'll be okay. done. Okay. I'm, and I'm sorry I'm taking so long on the intro, guys. We haven't even told you what's coming up on the show tonight. And mainly that's because we don't know. But it's going to be a good show. We want, you know what? Tonight is about having a good time mm-hmm. with our listeners. Most definitely. And we have a special guest tonight. Yes, sir. And I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the Roger and Ebert movie reviews, but we've got one of those guys <laughs> as the guest tonight, and he's going to be right here, and I know we're going to talk about movies. Gotcha. And I want to know how they came up with the, the thumb up, up and the thumb down. Okay. I would have come out more with like, oh, Jesus, balls up, <laughs> balls down. I mean, I'm disappointed, but you know what? It was... Uh, Hey, sorry. <laughs> the producer saying, "Reel it, it in, Rob. Please, reel it in. <laughs> We're trying to make something of this show." <laughs> so, okay, sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, you know, God, dude. I, you know what? I have just been like rejuvenated because I spent a lot of time at the Leaf today, and it was just fun. Okay, okay. dude. Larry was there. Bill was there. Uh-huh. Bill was there before I was there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In fact, I have an employee that I talk to on a regular basis. His name's Bill. And Bill sends me a text and says, see you tomorrow. And I'm like, you don't work tomorrow. (laughs) You're off on Saturday. So I sent him a message. and I was like, why? And he's like, faculty meeting on Saturday. And I was like, oh. Oh, this bill, that bill, <laughs> that old son of a bitch. <laughs> That's you know, good. You know, hey, you know what? I'm going to quit just rambling for two seconds and say, let's tell everybody what we're smoking tonight. I'm going to let you go first. I am smoking a Davidoff. Uh, what is this one? Oscuro. 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 Toro. Toro. And I took one of the bands off. Oh, it is a Grand Toro. But and this is and let me man. just tell you this. Here's the thing. You know, I'm not a big Davidoff smoker. Mm-hmm. And mainly, I mean, we don't have them here in Abilene. That's true. And, you know, I'm not going to get hooked on a cigar that I can't get regularly. Gotcha. But I do always enjoy exploring lines. Okay. And so, you know, I... Back in the day, I was all full-blown dark rappers yep. and blah, blah, blah. Yep. So my very first Davidoff was the Nicaraguan blend, mm. which is a darker Such cigar. Yeah. And let me tell you what. It was like 22 bucks, And I want to say it was it was kind of like a box press, uh, probably like a 7 by 
52, maybe 54, but okay. box press. Box press. And I lit it up. And it might have even been a figurato mm. because, you know, when you light that little, that was before yeah. I clipped the ends mm-hmm. on the figuratos. But I lit it up and I was like, first of all, the draw sucks. sucks. And I just paid $22 for a cigar of a brand that I don't smoke, <laughs> but I like to try everything mm-hmm. except Gurkha. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hey, and you know what? If you smoke Gurkhas, that's because you're stupid. Anyway, <laughs> back on hey, topic. Hey, hey, <laughs> back on topic. Hey, speaking of sponsors, I, I'm, I'm guessing Gurkha's out. <laughs> I, I, it's just a hunch. That's a no-brainer. So, there. did you see I made a T-shirt? I, you've made a few, but I, which one was this one? This one says on the chest, "Friends don't let friends." You talked smoke about Gurkha. You talked about this. And you actually made a T-shirt, dude. People are ordering it because you know what? It's true. <laughs> I had a message from somebody who's like, "What's wrong with Gurkha?" I, I, I smoke a couple of Gurkhas, but mm. I mean, I don't know anything that why you'd be bashing on them. And I was like, first, I'm an asshole. True. And second, they're assholes. True. And I'm not giving them my money. Without a doubt. So, and you know, I know that they do make a few good cigars. I don't know which ones those are. <laughs> And it would take me about $500,000 to smoke through their line of cigars because I think they have one million and two. Did, didn't you have a story you were going to tell? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going down that hole, bro. What was I talking about? See, that's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. We get, that, we get that every time. So all that to say, I buy the Davidoffs about every two months, uh-huh. maybe every three months. You get four... For eighty five dollars, yeah. so that's a that's a especially with the price that they are for a single price, yeah. And so that's what you're smoking, yes, sir. What am I smoking? I'm smoking <laughs> the McAuliffe Medallia, <laughs> and the reason I'm smoking it is because I cut and light that Davidoff, and it was plugged. Yeah, twenty two dollars stick plugged. You know what? This is a $11 stick, and it has never led me You've astray. You've never had one. I mean, did, yeah. if cigars were women, this would be Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> always beautiful and always knows you're getting lucky. Wow. I mean, come on. Don't. Wow. Oh, come on. You know. <laughs> it wasn't just the president. I'm not walking with you on that one. All right. You can take that trip on your own. I'm staying away from that one. Are, are so, you, are you? You're fearful of the FBI. I'm not fearful of the FBI. <laughs> well, they knew her well. <laughs> That's what happens when you're blowing the president. Well, back then, the FBI knew everybody well. Right. right. <laughs> now, now these crazy presidents we have today—they're like, I don't want my Secret Service men to know. That's the most loyal motherfuckers okay, on the planet. It is because they will step in front of a bullet for right them. now. If I had that job, I'd be like, you wouldn't have, you know what? You wouldn't have a job. This dude, I'm going to step in from a bullet, you know, better to burn out than fade away. With this dude, nah. I'm going to push him. I'm going to have a couple. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why you wouldn't make it in secret. I wouldn't even push him. Wow. I would jump behind him. Behind him. (laughs) Better him than me. And be like, that hurt. (laughs) So, anyway, no, no, I'm smoking the Medallia. Dude. It's been a minute since I smoked one, actually. Okay. I, I bet I haven't smoked one of these in probably at least four or five days. 
seconds. And I know that's a minute for you. That is a minute. <laughs> I, I, we I, remember I, when it was two or three a day at I, a time. I normally do smoke yeah. at least one, one a day. Mm. And so when I don't smoke any of these for like four or five days mm-hmm. and then I come back to it, I'm like, oh, that is so freaking good. That, you know what? That's why it's one of my go tos. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Hey, and before we get to our special guest. Okay. Who do we have the dude from the movie place, yeah. right? Okay, gotcha. But anyway, <laughs> you got to excuse me, people. I've been he drinking. prefaced you, sir, with a burp. <laughs> <laughs> a deep one. Right. That's how much affection he had. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what? If I let some of my bourbon go on you, you're uh, special. You're special. You know what I mean? No alcohol abuse here. So let's talk about the sponsors. You already started off with two of them. Well, I want to talk about McAuliffe yes. because they have the March Madness going on. Most and definitely. I know a lot of you guys know about the basketball brackets, but they do a March Madness with their cigar line. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you pick which cigars that you know you think are better mm-hmm. or what I tell people is it's not always about which cigar you think is better, but it's play some technique and vote for the cigar you think is going to win. Yeah, because that's the only way it's going to happen. Because if you win, you they're get. giving you cash gift cards to go buy cigars at any brick and mortar. Now, now let me preface that. Anybody can go to the website and play. And True. I and look down the show notes. There's a link shut up, shut up, to the the madness, and but here's the thing: anybody can sign up and play on that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not an ambassador, you can't, you win. can't win the mm-hmm. prizes. And let me tell you, I know the gift cards are always badass, but first place is get some cigars straight from Al McAuliffe's personal stash. Yeah. A swag bag for and let me tell you something i mean let let's fantasize for a second <laughs> if i was al mccalliffe and i had what al mccalliffe has true i can only imagine what would be in my personal stash mm. you know what i'm saying mm. because you're not just kicking it up a notch nah. you're smoking the best yes and you're smoking like age shit, shit. Mm-hmm. true very true. I mean, I would love mm, for to just, Al. I would love to just see that. Back. No, no, no. I would. Well, fuck that. I can't afford I, it, so I, I just love to I, see. I'm like, Al, if you're listening, <laughs> I'd like to swing by your place anytime. I can make myself available, <laughs> and I would like to be able to pick three sticks out of that humidor for you, for me. Oh. And then I would come back and I would, no. That'd you be wouldn't for me. share, yeah. No, it'd be you for me. Share. We know. You'd have to make the voyage yourself. <laughs> wouldn't do it. Would not do it. No. Hey, so anyway, guys, we need to get rolling here. Yeah. Go by, sign up to be an ambassador if mm-hmm. you're not, and then sign up to play. Show them the, the sheet. You got a sheet right there in front of you. No, right here on the table. I've left that there for you. That is the brackets for the cigars. And so it's just like. Madness. Yeah, you actually March just madness. go through and, and and they make it so simple mm-hmm. on the website. Two teams pop or two teams, two cigars pop up. <laughs> you pick which one is going to win. Boom, and that's it. Just like March Madness. Now, speaking of March Madness, mm-hmm. do you ever do the brackets? I used to. Really? Yeah. 
And did you ever get every single one right? Never. <laughs> so Warren Buffett has a competition every year. Mm-hmm. And if you get every single bracket 100% correct, you get a billion dollars. And he's still a billionaire. Well, he's a multi-billionaire. When did he give it away? He's never given Thank it away. because it never happened. Right. This year is the first year you, I think that he's actually doing like bonuses outside of the grand prize uh-huh. for like the people who do like, you know, top 10. Got you. Got you. I've never done it. <clears throat> I've seen it. I've looked at it and I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, do I want to do that or do I want to do a cold draw on this medallion? Cold draw. Every, every time. Day, yes. So, like you every said, just day go I'm to. I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. <laughs> go to the website. You can join. And in order to play, you don't have to be an ambassador. But, but in order to win, you right. have to be. Right. And the winning, the, uh, the brackets moving forward is only on the Facebook ambassador page. And let me tell you this, like the shops that uh-huh. carry McAuliffe, mm-hmm. you can order yes, you can. the bracket pack. Mm-hmm. So like the first round, <sighs> dude, let you me tell you what, blessed. that is a ride. Yeah, you're talking about That's blessed. That's a ride. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just like that that uh, passport. Oh, you dude. take that ride, you you dude, love let me, it. Let me tell you this about all that. You know, I don't engage as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. On the ambassador w- webpage, uh-huh. I don't do any of the challenges or competitions because I'm not allowed to, to win. win. Mm-hmm. And because if I could, I would <laughs> wax their ass. Like the fantasy football, I would be number one. And they, you know what? I'd be walking out and being like, suck it. You know what I'm saying? We Drop. just lost another sponsor. <laughs> Possible. <laughs> no, I, I, dude. What they do, they do. You do Brian. Yeah. As much as he's won. They have a weekly photo contest. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more than once a week. If you win that, you get a $100 gift card. Yeah. If you do the uh, fantasy football, you win cigars, yes. you win mm-hmm. gift cards. Dude, Brian won over $1,200 last year. That's $100 a, a month. That adds up to $100 a month of free sticks. Here's what I like to think. What? It adds up to $1,200 worth of sticks. <laughs> it, could be, it could be in 12 months or it could be in one day. All in one day. I'm time. all about it. <laughs> Dude, buy, I mean, come on. Tell the truth. Hey, so I wanted to tell you something that we're going to start doing with our Patreon team. Okay. You know, we have the producer level. Yes, we do. You know what I'm going to do? What's that? Starting next month, you see the Alec Bradley sign here, mm-hmm. and I'll turn the camera whenever we get to where we're going to do this. But I'm going to I'm going to take that whatever that top sign is. I'm drunk. I don't know Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. <laughs> we're going to take that one down. Okay. And we're going to raise the Alec Bradley up so it's like all the way up to there. Uh huh. And then I'm going to mount a spinning colored wheel that has like a. Like, we're going to do a giveaway. I'm glad you spin it, Vanna. I'm going to spin. <laughs> I'm going to present. Okay. <clears throat> so, it'll have all the producer's name on it. Uh-huh. And we're going to spin it. Oh, look, somebody's calling me. I'm off. Anyway, 
Uh, hey, Tamar, sorry. Anyway, uh, I'm going to have all the producers on the wheel, and we're going to spin it, and whichever producer wins, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand select four unique cigars from all over the leaf, all over the internet, wherever okay. I find these unique okay. sticks, okay. and I'm going to order that Patreon member, the producers, <clears throat> I'm going to order that guy or girl those four sticks, and then I'm going to order those same four for myself. <laughs> and that way, we get to try these very unique together. cigars together. Now, if you want to do that, yeah, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Okay. And so anyway, I just thought that would be fun. I believe it will. You know what I mean? I truly do. So anyway, if run you, with it. If you're interested in becoming it. a Patreon, look down the show notes shut and you can up, click on up, that little up. link and you'll go over there and you'll like give an amount of money to the show. <laughs> and you know what? We're broke. We're broke. We and you know what's funny we is I, I don't want to sound like a televangelist preacher. Oh my okay? goodness. Here I, we go. Because I'm not promising any miracles. Not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Not gonna do it. And what miracle could you promise with this? <laughs> I mean, truly, what miracle could you promise with this? What miracle? Uh-huh. Dude, I got miracles tucked away in my no. back pocket. Just because you think of them as miracles, the rest of the world wouldn't. <clears throat> well, it only matters because that's what I think, and I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run with it then. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I that. see. <laughs> in the end. So, anyway, uh, become a. Uh, Patreon right. member, if you want to support the show, and we thank you. And you know what? We've got sponsors; mm-hmm. they help. But the Patreon guys are I mean, with us. Yeah, they are with I us. I mean, I was talking to Groot earlier today, Ooh. and Zeka. Did you know Zeka came through town? He finally made it. Yeah. Okay. And you know, he had a hell of a week. Yeah. He was sick, and that's why he didn't stop by on the way out. But he did stop by the lounge on the way in, or I guess going home, and I guess he stayed for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then I drove him out to his semi. Uh He loaded up, and as he drove off into the sunset, (laughs) a lone tear rolled down my face. We're going to leave that alone? (laughs) Because we don't know why that tear (laughs) fell down your face, and knowing you... (laughs) We're going to leave that alone. <laughs> All right. I'm glad Zeka made it where he did. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't know if you know this. Oh, God. No, no, no. This, okay. is, this is a good thing. <sighs> Zeka is is expecting a granddaughter any day. Congratulations. Any day. Congratulations. And that's one of the reasons he was in a hurry to get out here and get back because he, he wanted, wanted to be, be gone. There. Yeah, he wanted to yeah. be there for it. You have grandchildren. Yeah. This will be his first. Yeah. So you know... And I mean, dude, I respect the dude who's like, you know what? I'm the granddad. I want to be there. Yeah. I get that. That's cool. I don't want grandkids. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I don't want kids, but too late for wow. that. <laughs> it's kind of like the wife thing we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Not. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, you know. Not. That's just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Brian got fired. <laughs> Not. So, anyway. No, if you want to, look it up. If you don't, that's cool. Uh, you know, we go out of business. It's your fault. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
You just put it all on me. I hear you, bro. Okay. No, not you. Oh, the, the, I got you. The okay. Patreon. Okay. If you don't okay. want to be a Patreon and we go off the air, you know, like that, like that PBS sad commercial that you used to hear. Or no, the PCA dog yeah. thing. It's like, if you don't give $34 a month, these dogs will be murdered. <laughs> I was like, so? <laughs> I'm not a dog lover. <laughs> and you know what? If you are a dog lover, you should be sitting on $34 a month. You love fur, You know what? I'm waiting for that dog to die. Oh, my God. I'm not bullshitting. I am not bullshitting. Dude, Folks. a dog. No, Folks. wait. Do not interrupt me on this. Oh I want gosh. people to understand that when you get a dog, <laughs> it's a responsibility. It is. And a dog is the essence of... Of having a child two-year-old for however long they live. They can't do shit for themselves. You got to do everything. You got to feed them. You Mm got to give them water. If they need a bath. You got to give them a bath. I mean, Ferb is looking at me like, you're the best man ever. (laughs) I'm like, hey, I know it's been a long time. You know what I'm saying? So. Lord. (laughs) We don't lose everybody. We're not nobody. Did you hear what he said he did to the dog? Dude, when you rub his ears, he thinks you're like magical. Okay, that's rub what his I was ear. saying. That's what I meant. That's not the hand gesture you gave. He has long ears. Okay. <laughs> it's for, for, he he's like a Dotson with uh like those basset hound ears. Beagle what do you call beagles? Beagles. He's like Snoopy but dumb. You know what I mean? Ferb is cool. No, man. he is cool. He is cool. You know, he reminds me a lot of Tim. <laughs> and that's your best friend. Right. <laughs> I'm not waiting for him to die. Dog. That would not Dog. be coach. Tim, Tim, Tim's going to Vegas with me. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I Please I didn't want to I did not want to. No, I gotta tell you this one Please thing. Don't. <laughs> I, gotta, I know. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna shut up. I gotta I'm tell done. you this one thing. You don't even know this. This is news to you. This is going to come out of, like, left field from a game that's going on next to yours. You know what I mean? It's not even in your game. Left field for you is dangerous. It is. And you know what? But, you know, this is something that really shocked me. Okay? Okay. And you know I'm not one of those guys that get shocked about very many things. At all. So I've posted. I've actually been posting quite a bit on Instagram lately. I don't okay. know why. You know I don't like it. Because Luke is not doing it. I, well, probably. <laughs> but, no, I think the reason is because I want to try to connect to people. Okay. You know, I got it, what you're saying. Instagram, is, if if you don't participate on a regular Fully, basis, yeah. Instagram is a place that you just don't make the connections. True. But I've been meeting so many p- great people. Mm-hmm. on Instagram that I engage with them. In fact, I had a Zoom meeting with a dude that has his very own mobile lounge. Oh. In uh it's like North or South Carolina. Okay. I don't remember which one. You know, they're all rednecks. But anyway, <sighs> cool dude. We just lost the South. Cool dude. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Cool dude. Uh-huh. Like I sent him a link. I've never even seen him. I just seen his lounge mm-hmm. and the way they set up for events like okay. weddings and hoedowns. <laughs> he didn't mention hoedowns, but <laughs> you, I, you, South you Carolina, it I'm like, there's hoedowns. Anyway, no, he uh That's Larry saying. <laughs> I, I, I sent him a I sent him a Zoom link 
and he jumps on. Uh-huh. Just a cool dude. Yeah. I was like, I was expecting something totally. I didn't even know what to expect, but I didn't imagine that he was going to hop on and be a cool dude. You were expecting. This is my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so anyway, we had a we. I think we like talk shop and just shoot the shit for about an hour, hour and a half. Okay, cool dude. That's good because and you know what I. I told him I want to have him on the show. All right. Because he's so you a, don't he's, offer that to everybody. No, you don't. No, I. You know what? I I have some people who's like, hey man, if you ever need a guest, and I'm like, I don't need one that bad. <laughs> sure what I mean? I'll don't talk, say names. I don't know what okay. I was gonna say. Is in that situation. Okay. I will put two dots and a smiley face on my finger and hold it in front of your camera, and I'll talk to my fucking finger. You know what I'm saying? There it is. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> App serious. I you know what I love interesting people, and I think ninety five percent of people have great stories. I want to get to know them on a level that, hi, how are you doing? Will never get you. Okay, you know what I mean. You you know what? I mean, like two months ago, I run into Gary at the Leaf. Mm -hmm. He said, "Hey man, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hey man, I'm doing good." I said, "How is your mental health?" And you know, he first he kind of like smirked and laughed uh-huh. thinking i'm joking and i was like no no man i'm serious, serious. you know yeah. what people shy away never, from that topic never ask mm-hmm. you how your mental state is because honestly they don't want to know or they don't have time for that shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you know what i think more people should be like you i mean when i say are you doing all right i mean are you like really? doing all right mentally mm-hmm. how's your life got you that's because, a good conversation to have, oh, too. Dude, Especially mean, if the person is 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 open enough to have that conversation and, and with Gary you. Was. Yeah. Gary was. He was like, you know what? I appreciate you asking. Yeah. And it was it, and we dove into some really yeah. good, deeper conversation than you would have if you just said, Hey man, how's it going? Because that's a that's a good icebreaker. Because what you're doing is you're going you you're getting rid rid of that facade, all that fake stuff. I'm I'm really wanting to know how you're feeling, bro. I really want to know how you're feeling. And dude, that is when you get to know people oh, yes. on a level like the only way you could know that person more is if you were spooning with them. We, I knew it was coming in somehow. I'm just saying. <laughs> somehow I knew it. You remember when me and you went down the Never. Austin? <laughs> we went to Austin. I said, you remember when we went to Austin? Okay. Well, and we went to the Roma Craft show. Yes. And we talked to David Rosales. Yes. And he was like, hey, man, where'd y'all stay? And I was oh, like, okay. oh, we stayed over here in the King. And we. Yeah, you told that lie. We, we, and he looked we like. Cuddled all day. <laughs> he looked like. And I was like, no. He's like, okay. Because I really thought, no, no. <laughs> no, you know. Everybody. And then we got, and then you got into a deep conversation with Rosales and we found out some things that you wouldn't even expect. <clears throat> I mean, the man understood. I, I will say this. You know, I. I don't normally talk about people that were my favorite interviews, Mm -hmm. but there's three people that were my favorite four. Okay. The first one I'm going to say was the college coach that had the national from Clemson. Yeah, he had the national. He had the two national championships and the ACC championship. Boom. Yeah, because I got a picture with all three of them. That was a two and a half hour interview. Mm -hmm. Great guy. I I learned a lot of shit that I didn't know, and I learned a lot of shit I didn't want to know. But, you know, that's the way it goes when you dig deep. deep. Mm-hmm. 
And then the next one on my list in order would probably be Steve Saka. Okay. Like, Saka was cool, laid back. I mean, like if there was an Elvis of cigars. <laughs> he said Elvis. It would be Steve, Steve Saka. Saka. Because, you know, when he walks in, it's like, you know, he's not the best looking dude. But it's just something about him. But he looks cool as yeah, shit. Yeah. I mean, the dude is cool. And Steve, if you're listening, it's not. I'm. I'm not saying you're ugly and fat. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying you're not like an attractive man. Like you're not going to be on the cover of GQ. You know what I'm saying? And, and neither am I. Neither are you. So I mean, don't dude. take that as an insult. Dude. Socks is like. He's telling his team, team, do not sponsor, sponsor that show. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. Last time I'm talking to him. <laughs> But you know what's cool is I've been doing so much on Instagram. I came across on Instagram that it was Steve Saka's birthday. And I said, of course, happy birthday. Hey, man, are you planning on being at TPE? And he was like, absolutely. And I was like, sweet. See you there. Mm. So that's number three. That was number two. No. Yeah. I'm going backwards from four, three. But you two, said number one, one on the, the, didn't he? He said number one on the Clemson. It coach. doesn't matter what I said. It just matters what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we have to put our ESP in on. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What's that? I'm going to book you a session with a Lubuckian teacher. I need you to understand me better. Thank you. Perfect sign. I'm done. Hey, so anyway. We go to number two now. Oh, yeah. I guess I will. I was going to do that when we come back, but okay. Uh, so at number two is Rosales. That was a great interview. It, was, it went It went so far in so many different directions that I never would have expected. And so it was like, this dude's cool, laid back, and very open. Very the, open. The dude talked about living in the projects and eating, eating fried bologna. bologna sandwiches, man. Been there. And I was like, oh, he been where I've been. You know, that was that common ground. It was like, wow. And he was old enough to relate. To relate, totally. I mean, yeah. if he was like 20 years younger, wouldn't it? Nah. I don't care if you did eat bologna. You didn't eat the way we did. <laughs> right. You didn't understand it the way we understood. <laughs> you didn't love it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, but no, uh, I really enjoyed that one. In fact, what was crazy is that interview was like four hours. It was. I turned that into two two-hour shows. And then when we turned off the recorders, we, we still yes. hung out and talked for two yes. more hours. Yes, we did. And we learned did. even more. Yes, sir. It was it was an experience. It was. And I got to tell you this. If you guys are ever in Austin and you have go the by. opportunity to go by the headquarters of Romacraft. Roma yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. That, do it. That's a must. So, number one. Yeah, I want to hear who number one is now. I don't know if you remember that young 21-year-old out of, like, Atlanta that was making his own cigars. Young guy. They called him... Uh, like Yazzie or something. Well, it wasn't him. So anyway, <laughs> you got me sitting here thinking. I was like, Ooh. that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that that and when I released that episode, I was like, 
Man, it's hard to let a dude be on the show that you know is so full of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I, he, when he talked to me on Instagram, I was like buying all the shit he was saying. And then when I had him on the show, I was like, wow, Cigar Talk looks like a joke. I don't remember his name, but anyway. So I'm not, I bet he's not selling cigars anymore. We just need to know who number one is. Robert Caldwell. All right. I give you that. That dude was probably an hour and 45 minute interview and intriguing. The Very. dude was about as real as you yep. can get. Yep. And like Zaka, when he was talking, dude just don't give a fuck. Yep. But he doesn't take you down deep rabbit holes uh-huh. like Caldwell does. Yeah. Like Caldwell t- takes you down a rabbit hole and by, by the end you're like, Wow, you help out homeless people. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still get it. Yeah, exactly. You still get he, it. He, he does a charity. Yeah. All Did you know that all of the lost and found line cigars all it goes, goes to, to charity? charity. Yeah. He does not make money off of that. Mm-hmm. And still does it. Is is persistent in doing it because he still goes looking for those lost and found so he can make sure. And... <clears throat> I have not smoked a lot of different ones. Me neither. But the ones but I've I can tell you yeah, the bro. swollen cock. <laughs> you love that. I do love the swollen <laughs> cock. That, that cigar, especially in the Figurato. Yeah, you love that Dude. stick. Boy. You love that stick. And I mean, who doesn't want to say I'm puffing on a swollen cock? <laughs> I don't. You smoked it, but I didn't want to say I was puffing on one. That's the you, your, your words were. Who doesn't want to say? <laughs> I don't. Right. Okay. Well, hey, we're gonna go to our movie critic. Yes, sir. We're gonna talk to Siskel Ebert. <laughs> he went for Roger to, to Siskel Ebert to Roger, Roger Roger Ebert. Hey, Roger's the fat one, <laughs> and this dude ain't fat. His jowls. Are a little thick, but he's not fat. If anybody wanted to listen to a show that offended everyone, (laughs) I wish this mic was working. What do you say? This is it. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. (laughs) So, hey, guys, I hope that you guys enjoy this next guest. I've actually talked to him about coming on the show for, I don't know, like two years. Well, the show hadn't been around for five years, so I know it hadn't been five. But anyway, I really wanted to have him on the show because I want to know how the whole thumbs up and thumbs down thing got going. You know what I mean? I can only imagine that one day there was a bottle of Jergens. No, Help shit. us, people. Help all right, us. all right, all right. I'm going to mess around. Anyway, guys, uh, I never did tell you guys what I was drinking. And the answer is a lot. <laughs> but anyway... Tonight, we are drinking the George Dickel Bottle and Bond, 100 proof and full of flavor. They do not sponsor this show, but I do sponsor them, like weekly. (laughs) Anyway, all right, guys, we got a special guest coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging through the break. We have a special guest with us. We have Siskel Ebert in the chair. What's going on, Siskel? Well, you know, I'm doing all right. So, I, first of all, I, I didn't know if you were old enough to watch those guys. Like, did you watch the guys? I didn't watch them. I know who they are. Okay. See, I grew up watching them. Like, that's the only place we could see movie trailers. 
that's adorable. That may be because I lived in a trailer, but that's how we saw what movies were coming out. We didn't give a shit about the thumbs up and thumbs down. But just to be fair, let's go ahead and introduce. We do have the one and only dude we've been trying to get on the show for like two years. And when I say trying, trying to avoid this dude. But anyway, he caught me. That's right. And said, I still haven't got the invite. And I apologize because I have you can ask other people when I talk about you and your Marine service that not a statement of fact. People are used to that. You don't have to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to let people know that I'm making shit up. Okay. well, you know, my motto, if you heard it here, you heard it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live by that. And because when I tell people either like I when when someone just asked me to pass along a message to so-and-so I want to make that message like memorable you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like I don't want to just pass a message along that says hey don't forget you need to be at work at eight o'clock a.m you know that's not fun yeah, I, I feel you. I'm I'm a little different. Yeah? I try really hard to convey the correct message. I I care about the truth. I'm just not very good at it. So there's there's where our difference is. Oh, by the way, this is Jordan Driscoll. You got it. Bam, damn, dude, you don't understand. Hey, are you impressed? I am. Boom. I am. I was. I I grew up West Texas in Lubbock, and Bryant likes to imply that maybe the Lubbock school system was not the best. And being around me, understanding that his view on the Lubbock educational system is based on what he's seen from me, I'm like, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but also Lubbock. like You know what? I love Lubbock. It's fine. It, no, it's fun. Not fine. It's, it's fun. It's very satisfactory. No. Lubbock no. would be better that, if it whoa, were... Whoa, whoa, okay, let's back up. I, I, I do want to hear where this goes, but what is Abilene? It's very satisfactory, except it's closer to anywhere you want to be than Lubbock, so it's better. And I'm not from here, so I mean, I've got... Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Not where did you move here from, but where did you grow up? Uh, I claim Georgia because that's where I went to high school and that's where I was born. But between, well, last two years of high school, but from birth to, you know, like 10th grade, I lived everywhere. Europe, Caribbean, West Coast, East Coast. You lived in the Caribbean? Yeah. Well, let's fuck all that other shit and let's talk about that. (laughs) I don't give a shit about the states you've lived in. They're the states. What was it like, like being young in the Caribbean? Was it badass? Uh, it was pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Um, like, like what I see though, like, and I and I don't want you to take this as an insult from you. Never. Thank you. Because I mean, like, I'm guessing when you were young, you were like the nerdiest dude in the school. I was until about uh, probably ninth or tenth grade. Okay, what and happened? Then I, well, I was still you a fucking moved. nerd. Still a nerd. Okay. Still a nerd. Still am today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and that's one of the reasons I say that because you actually travel in a pack of nerds. 
Yep. Yeah, and I like that. I like all the nerds that you hang out with. Yeah. I'm not that. And I'm a lot of other things mm-hmm. that we're probably not going to mention on the show. Yeah, well, there are warrants still out. Yeah, I, I I don't want the police showing up here tomorrow. But You and me both. Right. So, that being said, yeah, I mean, like you dudes do a bunch of cool shit, and I like that shit, but it's just different. So, in the tropical islands as a nerd you missed out i feel like i did all right no i feel no, like i got no. by that's because you're a nerd <laughs> you, if i, I would have been in there the caribbean i did okay if i would have been there it would have been epic <laughs> well that's true but also the warrants i've never cared about those eventually they go away so you know no i i just wow the caribbean I mean, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. Like, when you went to school, like, was it schools that you would recognize, like, here in the States, or was it, like, an abandoned section of walls <laughs> with, like, curtains <laughs> blowing in the wind? I mean, that's what I picture. It, it's it's like the States, except they're more serious, and, um, you know, there's no snow days. Well, yeah. And also, you know, I was... What about hurricane days? I was the white guy. Do you get hurricane days? I mean, if there's a fucking hurricane. I'm sorry, can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. I already took care of the bomb. There we go. We we really do try extra hard not to drop F-bombs. We'll take it out in post. No, no. (laughs) We're not. But (laughs) we're not always successful, is what Mm. I'm trying to say. We try. Yeah. Okay, to be fair, I try. Bryant doesn't drop F-bombs on the show. It's not a problem, so don't let me make you think that we're trying. I'm trying. I will be very good about this, hey, probably. whatever works for you, bro. So let's dive into I met you at the Leaf. Yep. I don't even remember, but it's been a long time ago. Long time. And, you know, I recognized, like, immediately that you were a prick. I mean, like, that's fair. I mean, when you walked in, someone said, hey, Jordan. And I was like, there's a prick. And Truth you, and advertising, and, man, and you, you have solidly proved me right time and time again. And I respect that about you. Aim to please, buddy. Hey. So that being said, you know, you don't smoke a lot of cigars. Not as much and as I what, used to. And what is, what is the reason for that? I want to know why okay. Driscoll is not, like, smoking cigars like a train on the highway to hell. Well, that's that's a good question. So, the when I started smoking cigars was in the Air Force. And I started with Cubans, actually. Marines. <laughs> not a statement of fact. Uh and so I was smoking Cubans, which were kind of hit and miss, as you know. Um, Romeo Julietas, that was my uh, my go-to, because that's what I had easy access to. And what year was this, do you this think? This was 03. Okay, so that was like way back in the cigar industry. I oh, mean, yeah. you didn't have all the brands you no, have no. today, so that was really the mainstay of the cigar business. Oh, yeah, like uh, Monte Cristos, Romeo Julietas, a few others. Um the uh, fake Cohibas that you would find floating around. But what's funny is... The I dude used to bought smoke. me a whole box of those. 
That's nice. That's a gift from the heart right there. It is because I told him, you're going on a cruise. Don't buy me any cigars, please. Because I know that's what you're going to come back with. And he did. That's why you can't send a professional out. You know, no. I, have you been they, on a cruise? Yeah. I've cruise. never been on a cruise. You do do you recommend it? I do, but I'm going to warn Would you. Would you go again? Oh, yeah. yeah really? No question. Okay. So if you wouldn't go again, I'm like, I don't need it that bad. Yeah, no. It's great, but what you have to watch out for, at least when I used to go on cruise, my family did cruises uh, a lot. You get like this credit card while you're on the ship that you use to pay for everything. Right. So it's basically just a tab. It's a tab. Exactly right. And what I discovered is a couple of things. One, at like 16... Once you hit international waters, I could order anything in the world. Nice. Anything. Good to know. And I had I mean, this card that was like a note from mom that said you can have whatever the, whatever you want. Wow. And, but, yeah. Did wow. you need the card? Uh, well, to get anything. Yeah, you had to like give it to them. Oh, and scan oh it but and I mean, did, your... did the bartender want to see the note from the mother? No, 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 no. The card is all. There was no note from the aunt. The card was like that. Oh, was there like was just no a free note. Thing. Yeah, it was just the card. So oh. it says. It's like a little credit card. With oh, so when you said it. your mother said, get whatever you want, you meant verbally. I thought she had written it down. No, no, no. What I mean was she was, you know, the card itself was like having a free pass from your mom. Right. Like you walk into any bar and you're like, I'll have this. I'm 17. I should have whatever uh, you'll give me for this. And isn't that the most incredible thing when you like you can walk into a place and order something for the first time on your parents tab? Well, here's the problem. I was not thinking through the chess game of what I was doing. Because it was so, your first time? Yeah, yeah, it was probably 16s when this really happened. It was bad, too. So you go on the cruise, you got this card, you're going around, you're meeting girls, you're like, ah, I'll get you a drink, let's go do this. Ba-da-da-da. So you're just, you're living like a baller. You oh, are just spending dude, money. You are a baller no, at 16 with a card. With a card? No. Oh, I'm signing? Sure, I'll sign for anything. Yeah, pff, shit. Yeah, I'll put that on there. It's fine. Yeah, my signature... Pff, Anything. Yeah. Oh, you want something from the ship store? Take it. Anything you want. Go crazy. Wednesday morning, halfway through the cruise, <clears throat> I woke up early and they slid this uh, piece of paper under the door, which is to let you know where your tab's at. Right. At this stage of the cruise. Because there's still five more days. We just don't want you to get out of control. <laughs> oh, too late. Too late for that. That ship has sailed, crashed, and sunk. I open this envelope and I look at the damage that I've done. And drinks are not cheap on they a cruise. They are not cheap. And they That's did why so thing. many people smuggle booze onto the ship. Oh, oh. And they do this thing, at least the carnival used to, where they, you'd like, oh, you can get a, a $5 drink, you know, margarita, but you can get the uh, collector's glass. There's a little plastic glass, and it's $10. And I was like, oh, give me the collector glass, damn it. I'll have it. I'll take so, a set of 10. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a baker's dozen. Get them over here. So I got this bill, and I'm looking at it. And I realize, since we've already dropped the F-bomb and this bear's saying, it's appropriate. I have fucked up. Right. To the tune of thousands of dollars. That's an amount of money. Thousands. A, yes. As a 16-year-old, Now, I I'm not going possess. to assume that when you say thousands, that's plural. It means at least two, but I'm thinking more than two. You would be correct. Yeah. Uh, it was a ostentatious amount of booze. Wow. For a 16-year-old. And so I'm looking at this, and I'm starting to get the flop sweat, and I'm going, oh, man, how do I uh, deal with this? Because there's no hiding this kind of a mess up. No. 
No, your 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 ass is grass. Done completely. And so my solution was that I may as well just press on as I had been doing. Just keep going. Oh, hey, I just seen the bill. I know I'm going to be fucked. Might as well write it out. I mean, I'm dead either dude, way. So you may I, dude, I that, that you know what? That has impressed me more than just about any story I've heard about anybody. I dude, nice. I believe my family is still paying that off. You're like, I'm gonna be in trouble. I was in God's own trouble. I don't it and, was bad. And you were balling at sixteen. It on was, a cruise, it was a with uh, chicks in bikinis. I assume uh, there there were yeah, uh, and I mean it was a it would have been to a smart person a wonderful lesson in finance. I mean I'm like, darling, if you've got one of those square card readers in your bikini, I'd like to swipe my card. That's right, that's right. So it, were, it worked out pretty well. Briefly, uh, at the end of the cruise, there was a price to be paid by a lot of people, myself included. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, what kind of price did you pay? You didn't have money. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I paid in servitude, flesh, and pain. Okay. It was uh, everyone else paid in money for my mistakes. I paid for my sins now. And blood. When you said who else paid, who else paid? Who eh, else? Well, I'm pretty sure my grandparents are still paying that off. So, so uh, it wasn't like the people you were buying drinks for. No, this is people no. who feel sorry for you. No, this is people that were stuck with the bill that I uh, wrote. Up. They didn't feel sorry. They did not. I was spending money like the U.S. Treasury. Like, I had no concept. Uh, oh, they just print more. It's fine. We have all the money right. in the world. It's hey, a card. Hey, hey, This receipt is only paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. I, I don't think I ever had that opportunity, but I've had some, you know, If you get it, you should take it. I I'm down. Someone else's money that you yeah. have a good 10 days you don't have to worry about. Right. Oh, man, go crazy. I think that would Highly be amazing. Yeah. And speaking of other people's money, I have to say this to your viewers. If you're sitting there right now, surrounded in your den of iniquity, your tobacco smoke, feeling the weight of guilt pressing down on you like gravity, there is only one thing for you to do. Reach deep into your pockets, open your checkbook, and sign up for your Patreon. Boom, motherfucker. If you gave three dollars before, we just need a few dollars more. Hey, you know, I don't, you you're not old enough to remember this song, but there was a song in the techno clubs back in the eighties, early early ninety. Called it was the band. I don't know if you even call them a band techno because there's not like you know a drummer and all that shit. Yeah, I'm wondering how depressed I'm going to be when I hear this. What do you got? Well, I mean, it's basically a bunch of like computer stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, like. Four yeah, I dudes know what techno is jerking each other off. Sure, that's how you do techno. But I'm the song, told. and I don't know the name of the song, but it went like this: Hey, poor, hey, poor, hey, poor. You don't have to be poor anymore. And it was, and Jesus is back. And I don't know why, but I have never forgotten that song. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> anyway, how's your day? <laughs> We're all fine here now. How are you? Good. So, what's keeping you from being a full time cigar smoker? We we, we, yeah, yeah, we, we went off on a rabbit off hole. We did. We did. And we, we ended up my, in a my frivolous in a hippo, hippopotamus hole. Yeah, yeah. How I pissed away the family fortune. Yeah. 
So anyway, back when I uh, – it's actually another good tale of my financial uh, mismanagement. So I got out of the Air Force, had a number of you know those kid jobs you have when you're growing up, and uh, I smoked a cigar a day. Like I was oh. at the Leaf, version one of the Leaf. Okay. Way back. Way back, original location. I was burning a stick a day. And so that was back in like 98. No, 96. we're talking we're talking the mid 2000s or early oh, 2000s. Oh, okay, okay. Through there. So right before they moved. Probably a good 5 years. Like it was a number of years because okay. when I got to Dias, the base here, I found the leaf and I just, you know, got into cigars. So I used to smoke a ton of cigars. I also had a lot more free time. Uh really what's killed me now is when I finally have the money to afford cigars, I don't have the time for it. You know what? You have however much time you think you're worth. All right. Keep it in church, Rob. <laughs> you deserve more. And if you pick up that phone. <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> just reaching your pockets. So I was sorry. That was more of a Bill Clinton. Just. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I could never do any Bill Clinton stuff. Ah, you could if you tried. I probably, but I didn't. I was more of a W guy. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, because he was pretty easy. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Easy. And I'll bet he inhaled. Oh, and snorted a kilo, you know? Yeah. Dude was not shy. I but I, I tell you what, I'm a fan of his senior life. He's He's actually a pretty badass dude. I didn't know that before. Even Larry said. And so if Larry says that a Republican is a stand-up dude, wow. Larry, can you confirm that this statement is true? That's not exactly. <laughs> Larry says that's not exactly what I said. You heard it here. You heard it wrong. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, one of the other th reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because you used to do a podcast like way back. Yeah. It was, like what it was, year was that? Uh, no one. No one knows. No, Can't no, be. no, no. I, I want you to think about that because most podcasters that are around today didn't start as far back as you did. There's very few podcasters that made it that far. You know what I mean? Like Adam Carolla. I, Boom. It, it Maybe it had to be 10 years ago. Coming close. It was a while back. Yeah. It was a few years back. But uh, it you, was not and, nearly as nice as all. You got a whole apparatus here. There's these lights at me. There's cameras everywhere. You got a producer over here. Pressing buttons and switches. And, and we got bourbon and cigars. And it, Well, I mean, I had that. I mean, I was able to oh, you need another bourbon? Here you go, bro. Yeah, I, I keep finishing my glass. I'm going to let you uh, uh, yeah, I'll, do I'll your own. That. Yeah. Well, you know, I... You know how responsible I am with an open tab. Hey, and by the way, I need you to raise your right hand and repeat after me. If I crash and die, you are not responsible. <laughs> Listen... <laughs> There's not a jury in the world. Oh, 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 Larry needs the bottle. Oh, hey, yes. wait, wait, wait. Let me get poured, and then you can have it. Because once it goes over there, it, it takes a long time to come back. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's not a jury in the world that would convict you. In Texas. Of Clarify. driving accident. Even though you've clearly been plying me with booze. Well, it wasn't the booze I was worried about. It was the roofies. Ah. 
well, I mean, can you really be worried about those? It's I, I, I already assumed that you weren't driving home. <laughs> well, I'm not now. <laughs> so, no, anyway, uh, so you're basically saying that because you don't have the free time. I have not made the free time the way I should have. I agree. So I, 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 th- I, I think about that once, I think, once every couple of weeks. And I, I think that's not enough. I that, think I, that you right. deserve to enjoy more sticks, which in turn means that you're enjoying more downtime. Downtime is so important, dude. I, I agree. You're, but you're not one of those guys that do a lot of downtime because you are you're a numbers guy. You're a productivity measurement guy. You, I mean, only are, because the check's still clear. I right, but saying all that, <clears throat> it's hard for you to let go of that and be like, you know what? I'm going to take an hour and a half just for me. Listen, asshole. I'm going to have you know something right now. Yes, lay it on. The me. entire time I've been here. Yes. Pre-show. Yes. Pre-game. Okay. I have not once checked my work email. And that's a statement of fact. Wow, that's that a actually, statement of fact. That actually impresses me. That should be because I've got a, I've got a lump in my throat just thinking about it. I would think that about you because I know how driven you are. Like, like I know a lot of nerds. <laughs> do you even know what I do for a living? Yes, that you, seems unlikely. You do something in accounting with the oil companies. You eh, basically. Close supply the accounting for oil companies that don't want to hire people to do that i'm astonished you know that i I keep up with what's going on in the world i mean you're a marine (laughs) you're so right about so many things right (laughs) so no you know what i i always keep up with i mean you have employees that hang out at the leaf some I do. I, I do. engage I, with them on a regular basis. If they're there, I'm going to engage. My department is almost entire. In fact, we just hired an, a new uh, employee, and she does not smoke. Ooh. And she's the only employee in the department that doesn't smoke. And I was like, did you interview her? I did. I mean, we, she's in person or on was, Zoom? Uh, it was Zoom. It was oh, Zoom. see, yeah. in person, yeah. you smell tobacco on someone. Mm-hmm. You're like, they're in. All right. You're good to go. Yeah. yeah. I it's think, almost I think we're like work on it. We're going to work on that. The Mason handshake. You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I got you, buddy. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've heard. Yeah. That's a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not from Abilene. Nope. Why are you still here? You've been here a long time. Uh, honestly, my family is dispersed all over the place, so I don't uh, have anywhere to go back to specifically. And all the people I care about are here. I mean, all my friends, you guys. The the leaf is honestly. Did you hear that, not. guys? He said, "You guys." Well, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I think I think he means that very, very loosely. You know what I mean? It's you a guys. liberal use. Of yeah, the word. yeah, yeah. Like, no like, doubt. like you guys. You know, everybody that lives in Abilene. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. I mean, other than the crack whores on South First, which you're conspicuously close to, not right? Yeah. It worries me. You know, it doesn't worry me. Well, speaking of that, oh, I got a story to tell you. And it's 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 more true life. I'm not making this shit up. I told you I'm going next month to the TP no, not next month. Hell, it's this month. To TPE, which is tobacco something something trade show. Expo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's at the convention center, uh-huh. and I'm going. And so on Instagram, I've posted like pictures, and in the in the little down below, I've done like hashtag TPE Las Vegas 2022. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you the level of marketing that escorts have. Significant. Oh, I'm getting messages going, hey, I saw you're going to be a TPE. Did you need some companionship? Wow. Companionship. Companionship. That's the mark of the call girl right there. That's. That's not the South First shit. Upper upper echelon. Upper echelon. Yeah, upper echelon. And, you know, me, I don't know if you know, I've been married 26 years. I, I, I'm aware, yeah. Okay, so. It's always surprising. Yeah. And Larry likes to say it's been longer for her. <laughs> but I don't I don't know how that works, but I, I can't deny it. Time is relative, it I'm is. sure. It is. But anyway, yeah, dude, I was blown away. Like, you know. First, I've never been to Vegas. I just mentioned in a post that I'm going to Vegas and I start getting messages. And I'm like, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I mean, you you're, you don't want to be lonely, do you? I, I'm taking my best friend, Tim. Mm-hmm. I won't be lonely. Two for one deal. He's a spooner. Yeah, why not make it a foursome? Yeah, I think on that one. Yeah, I'm like, what, what, Bryant and Larry both going? All right, let's make it a, I don't know. I mean, at that point, we're getting to some heavy math. So Tim is not the tallest guy. How tall are you? I'm not the tallest guy. Right. He's about your height. I picture him and Larry together, like skipping through the park. Well, you can't actually picture him and Larry together if he's my height, because there's not a wide enough lens to catch the top of my head in a shot with Larry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. <laughs> and so, anyway, Tim's a great friend. He's that's who's going with me to Vegas. He's going to do all the audio and camera work, and we're going to do a lot of interviews. And I'm going to try something new. I think I'll decide very soon. Do you know what Twitch is? I bet you do. That's like a video gaming thing you stream, right? Yeah, nerd all day, every day. Anyway. I'm on there now for Cigar Talk. And at first I was like, you know what? This is all a bunch of young people. Like when people, when I say shit sometimes in chat rooms, people mm-hmm. are like, how old first are off, you? First off, what, where are you finding chat rooms, Grandpa? Like On Twitch. Okay. When people are streaming, they're playing video okay. games. Okay, well, chat and, rooms and, probably liberal use them. But when you say chat room, that You're makes thinking like, back in like 1998 when yeah. you were like on those... Dark when you were web. talking to it, yeah, when you were talking to like a five hundred pound guy in his bathtub in Baltimore saying that he was a girl. Five foot two. Baltimore. Come on. Thirty eight, <laughs> twenty four, Baltimore. Unless there's sponsors there, in which case Baltimore is a wonderful town. I don't know what is in Baltimore other than Larry's mother. Like uh, not well, a thing. Well, no, I know there's, there's a football uh, team. There's uh Larry's mom, there's crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where Larry grew up. See, he's very defensive about Baltimore. He's like, there's crime everywhere. Asshole. There's the Washington Monument, the like Junior League Washington that's, Monument. Is there really? Yeah, there's like a second Washington Monument, but it's a little tiny one that's a little like uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's in Mount Vernon Place. In Mount Vernon Place. Yeah, and how yeah. tall is it? Not as tall as me. Well, I, okay, I gathered it's that. It's tall, though. Like 50 ah, it's feet. It's like a little taller than Larry. Like, it's, it's not, not a, that. It's got George Washington at the top of it, pointing. Pointing where? Uh, either toward D.C. Or the, or the center of all. Pointing towards the future. Okay. Thank you. I'm down with that. Well, so. Okay. What, what is right. that place by the shore? Fells Point? What Fells is that? Point. Yeah. Federal Hill? Yes. I know a little Baltimore. I've been I've been held up there a time or two. <laughs> really? I was all white collar. It's fine. I've never been to Baltimore. I would strongly advise you pass on it. That's what I thought. Unless you're with Larry. Larry probably knows the safe places to go. But uh, That's why I like hanging out with that dude. That's what I was going to get to, but Bryant kept cutting me off the whole time I was telling that story earlier. Whenever I am with Larry, I know if shit gets out of hand, Larry stands up and they shut the fuck up. And it's good that's where it ends. Because right. Let's be honest. Larry probably can't throw much of a punch, but he is a towering I, I, individual. I I I, I don't know about his punch, but have you? you oh know, yeah. I don't think you have to throw a hard punch when your hand is that big. It's like a cinder block coming. Right. At you. you don't have to go fast. You just have to get it there. He's got twenty three feet of legs on him. I mean, you remember? Well, you're probably too young, but do you remember Sugar Larry? I mean, I know everybody knows Sugar Ray, but did you know Sugar Larry? <laughs> he loves sugar. Oh, that kind of sugar. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought we were going in a different direction. There. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So how long have you lived in Abilene? What year did you move here? 2000 I got stationed here in 03. Wow, you've been here almost for 20 years, yeah, dude. Working on it, working on it. Yeah, it feels like just under a century. You know what? I'm not a big fan of Abilene. Okay. And the main reason is because, well, there's a couple, but the main reason is because they have the whole, you can't smoke anywhere. Ah, that's getting to be everywhere, though. I'll tell you. I'll I, tell I you don't, this. I, I don't live, I don't live everywhere. I live here. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I so just, you because, know Corey. Yes. Old friend of mine, he and I were in the Air Force together. It's right. Where we met, all that, blah, blah. Showered together. Uh, we met past that stage oh, in the military career, gotcha. but we, we were next-door neighbors for years, worked together, the whole thing. So Corey and I have been friends for 20 years now, and uh, we went to go do something in Fort Worth one weekend. I don't remember what we were doing in Fort Worth. Probably we went to Caltown. Hard to say. I was probably drunk most okay. of it. So we get there, and we he's like, oh, I love the Hooters restaurant. I love the... Uh, the whole, you know, the chili that they make there and all that. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Hey, turn that volume down. I'm hearing that. All right, go ahead. So we go into this Hooters, and the lady asked me a question. This is like 2005, 2006. And I thought they had done away with all it. Because in Abilene at that time, you couldn't smoke inside anywhere. They had already killed it. In 2005? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like wow. That's when they killed the bars and And see, all that's that. why I don't like it here, because yeah. they're ahead of the curve on everything that's fun. Yeah, well, there's that. So we walk in, and she goes, do you want smoking or non-smoking? And Corey and I looked at each other, and I don't like smoking when I'm eating. I like right. a cigarette or something directly at a bar. after. At, or at a bar. Or at a bar, or directly after I finish a meal. I mean, there's nothing better than to smoke right after you eat. Absolutely. And I was like, well, smoking, obviously. I may as well live it up while we're here. So we go and order, like, the endless crab legs. Oh. And the only tobacco I had on me was a cigar. <laughs> 
And so we're in the smoking section, all these people with cigarettes, and Corey and I light up cigars in this food, which, by the way, yes, not what they had in mind when they said smoking section. Right, right. As it happens. But the fact that they did not come out and say, no, no, you can't smoke that, is awesome. Because I've been to places, they said you could smoke, mm-hmm. I lit up a cigar, and they were like, can't smoke that in here. Not what we had in mind. Right. Why don't you try some weed? And that really just irritates me. <laughs> I when I was down in Houston, I was like Monday night football. I got a couple of cigars. I'm gonna go watch the cowboy or the football game, Monday night football. I go and I'm like, hey, this is smoking, right? And they're like, Yeah. I go in, I sit down, I light up a cigar, and I'm told, No, you can't do that here. So I leave, of course. Well, sure. You didn't tell them to fight you over it? No. I mean it's not my business. Well, fair enough. I mean I I'm all about my personal rights mm-hmm. and as long as my rights don't infringe on your rights never mention to me what you think i can and can't do right there i'll give you that you know what i'm saying i do i know exactly what you're that saying. that is to me is the hardcore of what america should be Ooh, getting deep. boom deep and as long as you're not telling me what to do or what I can't do. We are good. And I'm not going to infringe on your rights because I feel that you have exactly the same as what I have. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying spiritually, physically, and ecumenically. Thank you. But anyway, and that that's always been my problem with Abilene. It's like you got a few places. Mm-hmm. That would make a great little restaurant or mm. bar that if I could smoke a cigar, I'd go. But I can't smoke a cigar, so I'm not going. Well, the problem with Abilene is, and I mean, we all know, I mean, you guys don't have any major ties to Abilene in the show, do you? None. Oh, well, the leaf. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, you know, I mean, for years, Abilene has been run by the little cult of 80-year-old Church of Christers that run ACU and oh, yeah. the bunker underneath Wildcat Stadium dictating all the puritanical Well, rules. you know underneath the stadium, there's actually a missile silo. That sounds like bullshit. I agreed. When I, was, when I heard it, I was like, that's bullshit. Google it. You can search it, and on Google, you will see... It's bullshit, but <laughs> that would be a great thing if they had a missile silo below the football well, field. Well, because, you know, you almost, almost you had me because there's all those missile silos around Abilene. Right. And I've been And out you know they do swimming things in uh, them. Yes. Have you done that? Uh, I have thought very strongly about it. You snorkel or do you deep dive? I do scuba. Uh, and I've, I've thought about it. Well, I say I do that like I've done it 20 years ago. Like that you did it once? I've, a few times. I was okay. in the Caribbean, man. It happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I've thought about it except for a couple of things. One, I'm like, you get me in the Caribbean with clear water, I can see what's happening. That's pretty okay. I'm good with that. A missile silo that is pitch black and underground, and I'm certain there's debris in the bottom of that thing. And I'm convinced there from, are dead from bodies. Like, from like from just, 60 years ago, from 60 80 years, years ago. That's tetanus. Right. It's a bucket of tetanus. And so I'm like, man, it's going to be cold. And I don't like cold water swimming because, uh, again, you know, 
Uh, that's not my thing. But don't you wear like a, you know, outfit? Uh, not thick enough. <laughs> like, unless it's an outfit made out of heating blankets. No, like no, no, I'm no, not... no. You're going wrong there. If it's not a blanket made out of frog skin, dude, if you killed like 50 bullfrogs and made a suit, you know that would be nice. I sometimes worry about you. I'm thinking <laughs> if somebody's got a lot of frogs, you could make a mint. Sure. Yeah, that could be a thing. Frog skin. That's good. Yeah, maybe some sleeping bags. We have a whole line. I can market this. Hell yeah. All right. I can do the marketing. I can't do any of the other stuff. The other stuff. Well, I am a marketer, so I can make that happen. That's what I am. Excellent. All right. So, anyway, yeah, I haven't gone diving down the uh, the the missile tunnels so do I'm, you have your own shit like a tank and a not respirator anymore. not anymore like that's back in so this was when you were younger it was, yeah okay yeah. when i was in a place where i would do it like i i don't know if i trust getting in a missile silo and diving down i, I think that to. would be kind of cool though it would be cool i'm fairly certain i would have a freak out like, i think I there think... was a movie based on one of those and there was like demons in the bottom of the pool that's what i envisioned you remember that yeah Yeah. well i don't know if you remember that but that's how the movie was they were like you know hanging on the ropes that like there was a pulley so it actually took them down and then when they were ready to come (sighs) back up the pulley brought them up so i have friends i tried to like talk them into talking me into going to dive this thing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and uh the fear that I had, like, this is how I envisioned myself dying. And I've had a few of these premonitions of how I die. I've had a several. Yeah, they happen. Mostly dreams, not premonitions. I would say I've said. had one big one that was an Abilene one that was uh, a stupid, um, I'll tell you about it. Did you hear that? Sometimes when I speak Lubuckian, I hear banjos. That is worrisome. Just saying, I don't worry. That's why I was like, you didn't hear it? Nah, nah, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. cool. Ignore so anyway. So the uh, the concern that I have, how I'm certain I'd die, is I'd go down to the bottom, and I would get the scuba rig hooked on some piece of debris down there, and then I would just drown to death in the bottom of this thing. I'm convinced that's how I would go if I went and did that, And that would be a shitty way to go. I mean, there's not a lot of good ones, but that's towards the bottom of the list. The drowning across the board not great is for me the worst very bad on an episode of the deadliest job which was you know they fishing out there in the atlantic or wherever it's cold they had an episode that went step by step the body process of drowning dude it sucks that sounds horrific it it sucks i like you're alive for a lot longer than you want to be Right, like it seems like that getting burned to death, right up there with just dude. That that that's the other one. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. My my dream suicide, if there was such a thing, right, is like jumping off the Empire State Building, like seeing like if I really fan out, yeah, how far can I make it away before I hit? Ah, uh, yeah. You know I don't know I mean? if I want to see it coming. No, you don't want. To... Oh, really? Ah, uh, yeah, no. Dude, I mean, the whole way down, you're wearing headphones, and it's just blaring. The whole way down, you were watching no, no, and no, no. thinking through 
boy, that's because this is a really big decision I've made. I've got a second <laughs> to think about it, and there's but, no walking it back. Right? There's no going. There's no, Ooh, you, I'm in all the way. You no, terminal velocity. You're not doing it though, unless you're in. Well, I mean, it's not one of those things. Se- Listen, when I was in the Air Force. We had this rule that you had to have so many parachutes on the plane. Right. And we went out and inspected the plane. And I said my entire career, I got my jump certification. I will never jump out of a plane again. I swear to God, I will never jump out of a plane. Not going to happen. I'll go down with the ship. The moment that I went out to a plane and they only had four parachutes and five of us on it, I said, this plane doesn't take off till we get a fifth parachute. And they said, well, the reg says we can fly with four. And I said, I don't care. There's five of us. I'm going to need a fifth parachute. Well, you always say that you're not going to jump out of the plane again. And I said, well, when the plane's on fire and going down, I might just change my mind in the moment. I might shit a brick and be like, bing. You know what? Perhaps jumping out of a plane is better than crashing with right. it. Like, I might change my mind in unless, that moment. Unless you're like over the ocean. And then you have your seat, which is a flotation device. And not on military planes. Yet. Well, and even then, though. Is it a flotation device, or are you now on a bobber? Like sharks swim by, and that seat is like a bobber. You know what I mean? When yep. they grab hold, yep. the seat goes down. Well, and then you can die of thirst. Yes. Another great one. Which is awful. Like, I, the dying of thirst, or even hunger. There's not a lot of great ways to die. No. That's what we figured out here. Well... I mean, Jumping off the Empire State Building. Oh, I have. You know what my fantasy was? If I was going to do the old suicide thing, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've shared this on the show. So, I like to get creative, but I'm like, you know what? If I was on death row, mm-hmm. and I could be like, you know what? This is how I want to die. I always pictured there be like I'm outside sitting in a wooden. Or a steel chair with wooden seat and back, like the old school mm-hmm. chairs. Yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, handcuffed to the chair. I can't move. And there's a big building right in front of me, like 300 feet. And up on top of that building is these two rails, like a roller coaster. And they come, like, straight down and the end of the rail stops right at my face. And there's a guy up there that puts a bowling ball on the rail and lets go. So you want to die in a very complicated game of mousetrap. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. I mean. That's not how I want to go. But el- yeah, I get who, it. Yeah. Who else has gone that way? I believe no one. Right. So yeah. if you're going to go, make a statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I would want I would want to have a cigar in my mouth. I had a uh, a moment where I was certain that I knew how I was going to die and everyone in this room knows me well enough to know where this story is going to end here in a minute. You didn't die. You're here. Well, I didn't, but I had a near I like to think of it as a near miss. Mm. It wasn't that close, but we're going to go with it for story's sake. So I uh had a car accident. Um, Were you driving? I I was. Okay. It's the only car accident I ever was had. Is it your fault? Uh, Sounds like it was just by your hesitation. I'm going to say that because I did not get a ticket for it, because the officer forgot to sign the report, that it was not legally my fault, 
But morally and in every other way, it was possibly my fault. Like, when you were done with that, I know in your mind you were like, damn, I fucked up. Hundred, I mean, it is possible that went through my head. Right, right. Uh, I, Anybody is, hurt? No, thankfully. Uh, what had happened was I might have breezed through a red light at like 50 miles an hour. Oh, Wow. And like, I didn't even slow down. Not even now. No, I was on my way to work, and I was, like, drinking a cup of coffee, and, like, I was being an idiot. Were you texting? I was not texting. Do you text and drive? Not uh, conspicuously. Okay. I never answer. do that. I believe like, you. Like, I... I didn't that... you FaceTime me while driving today? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna... Start casting aspersions here. Like I said at the beginning, everything's not true. You decipher what you think is right and wrong. I love the moral relativism. So I might have breezed through this red light at a speed that some might have considered deadly over the speed limit. And I may have clipped a lady that was on her way to church. Okay, but you, she didn't die. She was in better shape than I was. So, and I've, I've seen you, and yeah, that goes for a lot of people. No doubt. Uh, but I hit this little Nerds church lady. don't work out. How dare you, sir? Just saying. I Let get me, my cardio in the evenings. So By doing what? I'll let your imagination run away with you. Let me tell you something. The next generation up from you we don't want to do that dumb shit. You know what I mean? We don't want to work out. There's a few people in our age brackets that do. And that's because they haven't lived a full life and they're trying to live longer and adapt with the younger people because they think extending their life makes it better. That's not true. That is not yeah, true. Yeah, I'm not going to a nursing home. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, I may have hit this lady. My car went face first into like this two foot abutment, totally wrecked my car. What kind uh, of car were you driving? Uh, it was a, it was my Nissan Altima. Okay, at what, the time. What, what year you think it was? Uh, Two thousand two. No, I can tell you, it was Three. a, it was an O nine. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, so I slashed my arm open. It had this huge, like blood just pouring down my arm. Airbags deployed. Arm hair burned off. Uh, huge, like, bruises. I can't hear anything. I go pouring out of the car. And this little lady, I barely clipped her. Okay. Was she good looking? No, she was like 70. I, uh, I didn't ask how old she was. Okay. No. <laughs> Larry's like, and? <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Not ahead. to my taste. Gotcha. Perhaps for you. Right. So she gets out just fine. And I'm screaming at her because I can't hear anything because the airbag's deployed. And I'm like, you need to sit down. Get on the ground. Sit down. And I got blood like everywhere. It was a huge mess. Did she sit down? Well, she kept saying, well, are you sure you're all right? I'm like, oh, I'm obviously fine. You're old. You need to sit if down. If you would have whipped out a sidearm and said, I said, get the fuck down. <laughs> that would have been call badass. That that would have been. But I was running. You probably would have went to jail. Yeah. But I, mean, that, I felt like I dude, was. In, I, was you, I mean, she would have been like, Poop. yeah, yeah. So anyway, cop shows up, everything, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. He didn't sign the thing, so I ended up not getting a ticket, but yeah, I may have hit a lady. You know, I don't know if you know this. Did you know Bryant was a cop? I did not know that. So, and he said, yeah, in a certain year, whatever that was, because I don't listen to m much of what he says, but he, I do remember he said this, we quit writing tickets 
we don't do reports on wrecks. It's on you and your insurance company to handle that. Is that a thing? That's how it is. Brian, is that a thing? In Abilene, that's figures. Yeah. So, I mean, when you see a wreck, the cops show up, they're like, hey, pull it over there so nobody else will run into you and uh, have a great weekend. So the whole point of this is I didn't have my car. My car was totaled. Okay. Uh, what ca- it, 2009 Altima. Yep, that's okay. right. So uh, a friend of mine. Black or white? It was dark blue. Okay. Uh, Nerd. Uh, yeah, whatever. So... I'm borrowing this truck from a friend of mine, and it's a, like, 91 Chevy giant green truck with the silver stripe. Now, when a diesel, but, I mean, it was... I mean, as long as we're putting a nerd in a redneck's vehicle, should have been a diesel. Should have been. So, this truck was problematic for a lot of reasons, and as someone who likes cars, this bothered me a lot. Because... First off, the brakes were like having a couple of sponges attached to the wheels. I mean, there was no sense of... You could step on the brakes, and about an hour later, you would glide to a stop. Uh, the AC, and it was summertime when this happened, was like having an old man cough on you. Not a great vehicle. Yeah, you know, and especially in Texas. Yeah. If you don't have solid AC, Debbie does Dallas-type AC. Yes. You are... Bad shape. Yeah. Not good. So I've got this truck. I got the windows rolled down at all times. I've got this thing for a month while they're trying to sort out my car situation and the fact that there was not a signed report and all this other stuff. And so I've got this car for this truck for way longer than I want. But it's a vehicle that gets me from point A to point B. Right. At the time, were you in the Air Force then? No, I was. I was civilian. I think I was working at a Blue Cross at the time. Gotcha. So I had had a habit at the time of carrying a pocket knife. But the pocket knife I carry was the stupidest pocket knife in the world. It was this Fairbarns Applegate five and a half. Is it like one of these? No, way bigger. Oh. It was a five and a half inch blade. That's what she said. Yeah, and it was this big. It was one of my knives from the Air Force, and so I don't had this knife on me. Comes in important later. So I stopped at the liquor store on a Friday night because I'm like, I need to get a bottle of bourbon. What liquor store did you go to? This was the. Um, the Pinkies on North First. Okay, out that way. Yeah, 80, yeah, 80 yeah, on yeah, 80, yeah. yeah. I've been having a lot of good luck out there. Well, that's good. Yeah. These some, days I hit the uh, the Philos down by. That, I, I also down. get good luck there. Yeah. The Pinkies on 14th never get good luck. Mm. It always sucks. Yeah, it does. Agreed. So I'm in this uh, this truck. Got the windows down. I'm just, you know, pulling up to the liquor store, and it's got the... Uh, hey, can you pass that bottle, whoever's got it? Go ahead. Go we ahead. We know go who's ahead. got it. So it's got the the stick, the uh, shifter on the, the tree, right? You got the three on the tree. That's right. Nice. You could drive one of those? Drive is loosely. Let's, yeah, it's a fanciful use of the term. I, I was a fan of that. I was not. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it had a button you had to depress... To shift it on the little the the shifter knob. Whoop. Someone will sort that out for you, boss. So we don't need the cap on that bourbon anyway. It's pretty much almost gone anyway. So I got that, and I'm pulling into the thing, and I am putting it into gear to park it, and the knob, the button you have to press to unlock it to move it, flies off. 
And because the window's open, it flies out the window into the parking lot. Why is the window open? Because there's no fucking AC. Oh. And it's a billion degrees. And I needed something other than the old man in the dash coughing on me. So I, I'm going, oh, God, I can't put it the rest of the way into into park. And so I'm trying to, like, figure out how to jimmy this thing in. So I'm like, ah, the little thing down there they have to actuate. I know how to get to it. So I pull out this giant pocket knife, whip it out, like, thread my arms Is it a the wheel. butterfly knife? It's not a butterfly, but it's I mean, a, the way you just did the hand motion. It's a it's a flip. Like okay. To, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's yeah. a big blade. Like, it's the legal limit for Texas. So I flip it open. Which is like three feet, by the way. Yeah, it's obnoxious, but good. Are you so aware I, that we have guns in here? I mean, I, I was aware there were guns in here, but not so, any of yours. So here's the thing. Some of them are loaded, and some of them are not. Okay. Do you know why? All right, let me tell you. Yeah, please do. So, like, all the guns in here that's closer to your reach Mm -hmm. do not have bullets. Good to know. All the guns I have closest to me have bullets. Okay. So, that's why. Good to know. Yeah. That assumes that I don't have a gun with bullets within my reach. No, no. It doesn't assume that at all. It just means that if you It's a fair fight now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You get it now. Now, do you know what this is? It's a blackjack. Actually, it's called a slapjack. Okay. But I'm impressed that you even know blackjack. So we got, yeah, I pull in, the button flies off. I pull out this knife. I press the little thing way down in there, <clears throat> actuate it so I can park it. A smart person would have either gone to find the thing that flew out of there or would have fixed this pretty quickly, right? Or called a tow truck. Be like, hey, I can't fix it. Yep, I didn't do any of those. I went in and got my whiskey, and then I think I actually was going to the leaf. So I leave, go to the leaf. I have to use the knife to switch gears. So I'm doing this janky stuff where I'm to, like, to You're to actually having to gears. use that to change. Yes. Wow. And it's so unsafe because my hands are like in here, and I'm doing this, and it's just it's a stupid thing. So I finally, like two weeks go by of me doing this. Two weeks, I don't fix this. I just keep a big knife on me and just figure it out. Because, well, and the more you did it, the better you got at it. And the better you got, I don't need to fix it. The less of a problem it was. Right. And I'm lazy. So this this worked. My concern became I was going up to the leaf one night when it was on the the second location, the V2, the the North Second. Right. Third. Right. 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 Now. We'll get to that. Go ahead. Sorry. So I'm driving up there from my house, and a uh, cop pulls in behind me. And I instantly have a panic, because I can see the future exactly how it's going to lay out. This cop's going to light me up for something, because I get pulled over a fair bit. That does not surprise me. (laughs) It should not. And I do as well. But you know what my vision is? Every time I see the red and blues, mm-hmm. my vision is, have a nice day, officer. And that's how it always works. Fair enough. So, so what I'm guy, saying is, quit projecting that on yourself. Fair enough. The problem in this situation was that he's going to pull me over. Okay. Bryant, you were a cop for a while. You tell me, if I'm wrong here, how this is going to go. 
I he lights me up. I pull off to the side. I have to stand on the brake to stop the car, right? Because of the brakes? Well, because the brakes suck, one. But two, I now have a choice to make. If I want to put the car in park, I've got to pull out a big-ass knife. And I'm going to monkey with it in the dash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're like, yeah, officer. This is totally (laughs) legit. This is legit. It's fine. So then, if I pull out this knife and he walks up and sees me monkeying with a big knife... He's going to shoot me. Possibly, yes. Very likely. Highly probable. Well, I mean, let's not go highly likable. You are white. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but also Abilene's scrawny white guy at the time with a knife. Like, there's I don't, I don't, some, I don't know. It's a little, I mean, you it's do a little not, methed up. You, you don't so. look like a meth guy. You've got <laughs> the jowls. And then... This was 10 years ago. I, mean, I know, I was, but still, you know what? Mm-hmm. I was actually walking around downtown Abilene. You know how they do like one summer night where it's a car show? Yeah. I went and walked around looking at all the cars, smoking a cigar. What could you do? And when I got to the end, I'm like going back to the leaf. Mm-hmm. And as I'm going across South or North 2nd and Cyprus, there's a dude who was in part of the car show. He's got like a 83 Chevy short bed that is beautiful. And these two cops come up and the 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 taller cop is like, "Hey, you need to move your truck. It's in the middle of the intersection." And the guy's like, "I don't know if you know, but we were doing a car show and that's where they told me to park." And he's like, the car show's over. I don't care. Get it moved now. And he was being a dick. And I'm walking by, and I'm like, you know what? This cop is abusive power, like belittling this guy, telling him what to do. And I don't appreciate that. I'm all for our rights. So what I did was... Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> and I just walked back to the leaf because I was like, that could be a situation where I'd like, hey, man, the dude was in the car show. Chill out. Yeah, you're going to jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when it comes right down to it, we do live in a police state. I when you get right down to it. So Alan Turner, you think <laughs> taxation theft. Uh, so you got to be so I can pull out the knife and try and jimmy the car into park, right? Cop walks up, sees that, freaks out, plugs me. That's one option. He's not going to be happy about it, no matter what. I think Bryant can agree with me on that one. Yeah, you don't you don't need to be, like, handling a knife when I'm sure. walking up to the side of the car. Absolutely. The other problem is that if I'm standing on the brake while he walks up to the car, he's going to see the brake lights and be like, so this asshole's about to try and bolt. He's going to try and like do something to me and then make a run for it. It's going to be the cops thinking. Right. right? So I'm still going to pull my gun. Yeah. And then I have to utter words that I don't believe another human being has ever said in the English or any other language. And I want to blow you like a Chinaman? No. Oh. That's surely been said. I would have to look at this officer and say, because he's going to walk up, hand on the gun, be like, hey, you need to put the car in park right now and, you know, whatever. And I'm going to go... Uh, I'm sorry, officer, I need to pull out a large combat knife to put the car in park. And he's going to say, don't you touch a knife. And I'm going to say, i got to pull out a knife to put the car in park. I'm fixing the roll. <laughs> yeah. He's going to say, 
you need to put the car in park and keep your hands where I can see. I'm going to say, officer, I really need to pull out this knife. You touch a knife, I'm going to plug you, and da 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 and then Jordan gets shot. Then, and y'all know me, y'all have known me for years, then what comes out in the post-mortem of all this when they, you know, go to... Go to when they dissect Denton. your asshole. Right. When they decide to start investigating, they go to Larry and they're like, so Larry, what can you tell us about Jordan? Oh, he was a really nice guy, but kind of had a problem with authority. <laughs> True. True. 100% what he says. They're going to give you, hey, Rob, what did you think about Jordan? He was kind of a dick, I, but he was no, a good no, no. guy. If, but, you if, know. If, now, since I'm here, let's just say they say that. Mm-hmm. My answer is, dude... Always seem like a terrorist to me. <laughs> so I don't know what he did, but I do know he's Palestinian. <laughs> and he liked to wear a lot of vests. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to say I don't like you. Sure. But when you present the facts, it's a damning set of events. Right. I mean, a hospital blew then, up. You were in the neighborhood. Then you go to my house and discover, like, all of my guns and my knives and all of that other sort of stuff. Cause I and that like makes me firearms. feel better? <laughs> well, then it's just like Jordan is not only dead, but then, like, posthumously shamed in the media as planning on plugging a cop or something. So Gotcha. And, this, and, and when it comes right down to it, to be honest, you support the blue. You're not messing with I mean, you like Bob, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Dude. I mean, he's never worked a real job a day in his life, but we love Bobby. I love Bob because, like, I can ask him, like, questions about cop shit. I taught Bobby how to shoot. Uh-huh. He used to suck, and he still may not be that great. Hard to say. But what, 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 uh, You're a gun guy, I am. apparently. I'm a gun guy. Been known to. What is your sidearm of choice? And I'm not going to give you any situations. Just in general. You know what I mean? So, like, my everyday carry, which I feel like you should have a warrant to ask me this on a recorded situation. <laughs> well, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But I will answer I will clarify that. Of, I, will, I will answer. Okay. Uh, my typical day-to-day, where it's been for 10 years now, is a, a Springfield SDS in 45. I like it. I like it a lot. So. Mine. Is a seventy series government issue Colt forty five ACP nineteen eleven. Okay, how often do you carry that? Pretty regular on your person. Yeah, frequently. Yeah, you're telling me that all like four and a half pounds of steel you yeah. lug about full time. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna okay four and a half I'm pounds say this for the viewers. But but to be fair, I yes. want to clarify. Yes, four and a half pounds. I'm a three X. Okay, four and a half pounds ain't shit. Okay. And okay. I love the way that pistol feels in my hand. Oh, it's a I fun, love it's the a recoil. It's perfect. It's oh, it's the way God intended a gun to work. Right. But and I'm a, old. I'm old. Uh, well, I'm no, old school. No one's arguing that. Okay. There's not a person here saying you're young. <laughs> Larry says true. <laughs> but I'm going to call you on this. The next time that I see, I'll be like, "All right, Where's throw down at? your piece. Let's see what you got." And anytime. if you don't have that on me, I'm gonna anytime. Oh yeah, okay. anytime. Okay, because so many people now. Now wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait. Just to like be to just... say they carry a a Colt full size government 1911, 
And then you like call them out in the wild on. And they're like, oh yeah, well it was my back was kind of twitching today, so I didn't. Uh... Let me tell you this: ninety percent of my collection, mm-hmm. or whatever you would call it, is from nineteen seventy nine and before. That's fair. I'm an old school type gun guy. I love revolvers. I also carry a Smith and Wesson two and a half inch snub nose 44 mag. Okay. And it's a toss up of which one of those I want to carry because both of them are phenomenal firearms. Like if I'm going out, not that I do this a lot because you have to get up a lot earlier than I like to do. Now I don't go out a lot either. But like if I'm going out like hunting or whatever, and I say that, I don't go hunting a lot. Um, but I was if gonna I say, get, what is it that you're hunting? If you're like, you know, Elmer Fudd. I don't know. It's, my friends drag me hunting. Are you hunting wabbit? Yeah, wabbit. No, like uh, my friends will go out and shoot boar or um, occasionally deer, but I'm too lazy to clean a deer, so I won't have any of that. I don't mind cleaning a deer, but I'm not gonna clean a hog. Well, you know what I mean? Would? Just leave well, it out no, for a, there's a there's there's lots well, of yeah, people that like, can get some killed a twenty pound hog, and they're like, I'm gonna take a lot of that home yeah. and i'm like i'm just gonna let it go yeah let's see if it brings in a mountain lion i'll get that have you seen mountain lions in this area i have had a very near miss with a mountain lion and here in abilene well not in, or abilene. in the was, region was, yeah within a few hours of here yeah oh in yeah. a few hours i'll tell you this you know where kirby lake is oh yeah the gray water lake well, they have actually made like a hiking trail out there, and it's actually really nice. Okay. And it cuts through, you know, the mesquite trees, and it's like zigzagging and up and down, and it, it's not bad. Yeah, okay. I was actually impressed. And when we get down to the end point where you like basically make a U-turn, but then you come up a little bit different, mm-hmm. there's a very low water holding tank down mm. there like a pond yeah i don't know what you call tanks but that's what growing yeah up in i've been country. here long enough i've heard the okay and there was a mountain lion cub getting a drink down there and i was like You're yeah kidding. we need to get the fuck out of here right and so we start walking we're going back and probably about 80 yards in front of us i see the mama cat go across the path and i'm like Holy shit, I need to start carrying out here. That is crazy. See, I live down not far from Kirby. I live on the other side, but well, I'm down there. I can promise you yeah. there's mountain lions over there. And I would have I would have not thought that in a million years. I wouldn't either. And not only did I see them, I've talked to other people who have seen them at the same places. Because there's nobody out there in this particular region unless you're on that trail interesting yeah it's it's See, definitely worth time, a go you could you didn't need a there was no like mountain lions were considered like a pest creature i think and i'm yeah. probably gonna tell you butcher this facts. yeah yeah getting it from me you're getting it wrong um but i think at one point in texas you could pretty much just like saw a mountain lion shoot it yeah you didn't have there a tag no tag none of that it was just we're getting rid of a dangerous nuisance. Yeah. And I've yeah. always wanted to have a, a mountain lion like skin sort of thing going Taxidermy on. Taxidermy thing. Yeah, to put up in my office or something. 
I feel like it would set the right tone for meddlesome employees. Uh, interesting. I had to take the rifle out there. Oh, it's, it's, mm. I was blown away. Yeah. I'm I've only come across one other mountain lion, and it was when I lived down, I lived the nor- uh, north of Houston about an hour. They're that far east? Dude, we were at a golf course. It was actually the uh, Sam Houston State College PCA training course and great course. But there was a place where like there was a pond or like creek that ran in front of the green Mm -hmm. and there was no water in it. And my buddy hit his ball into there. So he's down there. We're, We're looking all over for his ball. And so we don't see it. And I'm like, dude, maybe you hit it over here. And I walk like 50 yards to the south. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I hear him say, fuck. And I look over and he's frozen. And there is a huge mountain lion that was laying in one of those like m- barely like muddy beds. Mm-hmm. But it was cool. Mm-hmm. in the summer and dude when that thing ran out of there i was like that thing is huge it's not a pussycat right right it it would like tear you the fuck up yeah the only mountain lion encounter i've had was uh again it was it was me being an idiot how most things in my life happened to me sure so i was at a friend's house he had this way back i was in the air force at the time and he convinced me to go to his parents' house that was kind of northwest of here to go on a hunting weekend. And his parents lived way out in the middle of nowhere. Huge, huge plot of land. And um, I wasn't... Like, I think I'd just gotten back from a trip to Afghanistan. And uh, so I had my scout rifle. Vacation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was oh. a little, you know, weekend getaway. You know how it is. Uh, I love the desert and the, you know... Improvised explosives. Women. Yes, yes. All that TNA, toes and ankles. Um, but if you can find a camel toe. <laughs> you'll find plenty. Okay. So uh, we're there, and yeah, I my rifle, and we were going out, and he was, like, big into stalking, and so we were, like, trying to, like, hunt stuff Like, on real foot, hunting. Like, real hunting. Like, that's how I believe you should hunt, and yeah. if you don't hunt that way, I'm not interested. I'm not knocking you for sitting in mm. a blind and feeding them. Yeah. But that's what you want to do? I have no interest in that. Right. Well, I'm not much of a hunter anyway, but I went with him. We're doing this thing. Went out, you know, all this. We get back. It's parents' place. They're like, ah, it's another little bit till dinner's ready. And I'm like, okay. They didn't know that I smoked. And so I need a cigarette. Out on the field, not going to light up because, you know, doing enough damage as it is. Uh so I was like, hey, I'm going to just take a walk to the, sort of this ravine that's down here. I'm going to hop down there. I'm going to have a smoke so your parents don't know I'm smoking. Because I, for some reason, cared about that at the time. Right. And so I left my rifle. I took off my – I had my um my thigh sling just using while I was out there running about. Took that off. Get my smokes. Walk out there. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to walk out, make a phone call, whatever. Hop, you know, I'm heading out to this ravine. Light up. There's a cow patty. Note that, walk around it, drop down the ravine, walking down the ravine, having my cigarette in peace. And it's just sort of twilight. And I get to the end of where kind of like I turn around and I start to head back. And probably 20 or 30 yards out from me in the ravine is a mountain lion. Big? 
I don't know what the scale on mountain lions is, but big enough that if we got in a slap fight, like, it was going like, to win. Like, you know what a bobcat is. It was a lot bigger than a bobcat. Right. Yes. That's what, like, freaks yes. you out is, yes. like, I've, I've seen some bobcat that would near the record, but a mountain lion is but on I'm a not hole. Like, my, my brother shot a, a bobcat probably mm-hmm. three years ago. It was freaking huge. See, I've never seen a bobcat in the wild, weirdly enough. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, because I don't go out in the wild all that often. But in this case, there's this mountain lion. And I have a moment of just sheer terror and panic. Like, just full on, just freeze up. I'm like, and so you're running through all your options. And so I, like, reach down for my sidearm, which I've left at the house. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and I grabbed hold of a Polish sausage. Yeah, yeah, I just had a banana here. And and then I instantly realized, I'm like, okay, so I the rifle's at the house, the sidearm's at the house, there's a mountain lion, running's probably not a great idea. Yeah, you don't want to be the gazelle. Yeah, don't want to be the gazelle. He's clearly been following me, like, he's down here with me, like, this isn't a social call. I'm thinking you roar at him if he comes at you. I'm debating that, and I'm like, ah, but if I threaten it, is it going to, like, charge me? And then, like, I'm not going to punch this thing out. Like, I'm just going to die. This I'm just going to die here is what's going to happen. I'm right. going to die. Everybody's going to be like, I'm an idiot. And um, so it felt like about an hour I was weighing all these options, probably two or three seconds. Right. I'm looking at this thing, freaking out. It's looking at me, and then just kind of sits on its haunches and then jumps up out of the ravine and runs off. And I'm like, but, but. It doesn't do it in a fashion that it's scared of you. It does it in a like slow motion almost where it's like, you know what? You've seen I'm me. done here. Okay. Yeah. This isn't going to work. Fine. That's how the one at the golf course kind of was just like, you know, I could take you, but I'm going to leave. I'll let you have this. One. Right. And so, dude, but it was so freaking huge. Oh, it was terrifying. And so I like am shaking on my way back, and I'm trying to like watch the top of this ravine to make sure it didn't jump down, like I could do anything about it. Right, because you're you don't know that is it still stalking me. Right, I get to the top of where I came out, the cow patty. There is a paw print in the middle of it, so this cat doesn't know how to go me. around the cow patties. But it had been following me. Right, but to be fair, if it stepped in a cow patty. Possibly, yeah, it was retarded. Could have been. I feel like it was. It was probably wise up enough to have killed me. If I don't know to. that a mountain lion that steps in cow shit is that smart. I'm just Could saying. Be. Could be. So I get back to the house and everybody's like, "Oh, how was your uh, how was your your walk?" And I'm like, "Oh, it was super great. I'm just gonna put my sidearm back on again, and we're just gonna keep this on us. Let's shut the door to the front. Th- let's just shut all these doors up. We don't need any windows open. You know, let's just let's bar." And that where was this? Up. This was up in um around Dickens, Texas. Oh, so down by the coast. No, 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 no. This is oh, no, no. Between Northwest. like Amarillo and uh, Abilene and Lubbock. It's like, more, yeah, right Abilene out in the Lubbock. middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been up there. Okay, Childress area. Maybe I don't know where Childress is. At. It's in the same area. Yeah, I, I believe that. So, what were you doing up there? I mean, you knew people that lived. Yeah, up I, my there? friend's parents lived up there and had a big ranch. You know, that's, that's where the Four Sixes Ranch is up at is that it? area. Yeah. Okay. You know, they just sold it. I did not know that. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of acres that was the four six ranch, but the grandkids, like all of them except one, wanted to sell. 
It's time to cash in. Mm-hmm. Give me what's mine. Yeah. And there was one girl that was like, I want to keep it. And they were like, well, then you can buy our part. And mm-hmm. of course, she didn't have the money. So it came down between two entities. One was, I'm sure you've heard of the television show Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So the producer, director, or whatever the hell he is, he bought the four sixes. And now they're going to do a Texas version of Yellowstone. Really? Yeah. And the cool thing is, and why the people of the ranch were so happy, is because they're not just going to shut down the ranch and Mm -hmm. film there. All the cowboys get to keep their job and keep doing whatever it is that they do. And then whenever they film, hey, we need an extra. Well, all right. Well, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. And the other place wanted to shut it all down. And so they were pretty tickled pink that that guy won the bid. And I think he paid a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. The Wagoners is the name of the people who own the four sixes for who knows how long. Okay. But anyway, it's not that far from here. I have a friend that's actually going to drill oil on that ranch. Oh yeah, who's that? Greg Helms. I went to Helms Oil. I went to school with this guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what his business is called, but he got out of high school. He joined the army. I got out of high school, and I didn't. Well, that'll happen. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was at the recruit recruiter's office, and I was in. They were promising me I could be an E6 on going in. And they That's were, a recruiter talking. Right, 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 right. But when you're 18, you don't know that. You're like, this This sounds great. I'm going to go in at this level, you know. Yeah, it's all bullshit. But they said, man, all you need to do is come in Thursday for a drug test. We're good to go. <laughs> I was like. Drug test? <laughs> yeah, I didn't go back. <laughs> All right. Well, this was this is fun, guys. We'll, I was uh, like, thanks for the fantasy. But you know what? I really do regret not going in. I was the kind of guy that would have benefited tremendously from structure, discipline, uh, being in a shower with other men, you know. The judging, judging from the show prep that I was a part of, I believe that statement to be true. I have no doubt. I, I have no doubt. And my, my dad was, I have two dads. One of them identified as a dad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my parents divorced when I was not even one. And then they both remarried. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having two dads. The stepdad was army and the biological father was navy mm-hmm. and so you know i thought that's what men did you fucking graduate and then you go join the military but then when they said drug test i was like you don't believe in my personal freedoms i dodged a bullet <laughs> you certainly dodged a drug test I'll right, say that. right 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 <laughs> and you know i was 18 i just Graduated high school. You would only just discover what drugs were. Let me ask you. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. Anyway, uh, let me ask you this. Like, 
What kind of grades did you have in high school? Oh, I was terrible. I was a mediocre student at best. Were you really? Oh, yeah. Dude, that surprises me. No, no, I was terrible. I would have thought you would have been like straight A's. No. History and English, I had that pretty well in the bag. Anything that involved any kind of math, I I graduated senior year physics on a plea bargain. I mean, I did the same. No I joke. Did, I did. I, mean, I did the I, same, but it terrible. was English. Okay, I was. I was okay at English. Like most people, after they talk to me for a while, they yeah. understand that. Oh yeah, it's, I, I buy it. So my senior year, I was told by the vi- no, by yeah, by the vice principal, and I was like on very good terms with this guy because mm-hmm. I had been in his office a lot and that went all the way back to seventh grade because when i left junior high he got promoted to the high school i went to he just followed you around like the specter of death right and i i mean i i knew the guy we kind of had a relationship you know i got a lot of licks when i was in seventh grade he wanted to help me, is what he said. Sure. I think he wanted to spank me. I think he had, like, some kind of, you know. When you said a lot of licks, like, I was wondering where you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he told me, you know, the problem is you don't turn in your homework. We've opened your locker. We found your homework. But you don't turn it in. And I was like, yeah, you know. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm, like, hyper ADHD. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, everybody knew, but, you know, back in my day, we didn't really diagnose that shit. Yeah, you're it was, just a fidgety it, kid. Yeah, it was something that you would outgrow. Yeah. And so, anyway, I didn't turn in my homework, and the principal or the vice principal said, you know what, here's what we're going to do. And I was a football player, so that gave me a little, you know, leeway. Mm. And he said... I'm going to go by all of your classes and talk to the teacher every day. And if you don't turn in an assignment, I'm going to bring you back to my office and you get licks. After three weeks of getting licks every single day, he was like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do here. You just have, you got, you like your BDSM. You like getting your spanking. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you can beat me to the ground every day. I don't give a shit. I was that type of kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I like, I've gotten licks all my life. My parents believe in the lick system. And so anyway, he corrected my behavior by saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call Bayless Elementary and tell them you're not ready for junior high and we're sending you back. And I was like, bullshit. I'm done. <laughs> Here's all the homework you need. So that's 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 what got me out of that mindset. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up? And we ain't even finished the show. Hey, you know what that means? Hey, thanks for stopping by. Good to be here. Thank hey, you. Hey, we'll have you back, man. I enjoyed it. I really this was did. fun. I'll be here. Awesome, bro. Well, hey, man, that is Driscoll. And so we will have him back on the show. I think he's got an interesting brain. But right now, we're bringing back 
the pick six with me and Brian. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick break. Hey guys, thanks for hanging through the break. Uh, I appreciate Driscoll coming yes, by. Dude, yes, he, he's one of those guys that you know you just see around the leaf from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's not a mainstay, but he's always enjoyable to have a conversation. Most with. Most definitely. And do we miss you at the leaf this morning? I had some miss. My uh, son came up from uh, with your grand, hood. Yeah, with with your grandchild. With my grandson. He's been a little sick, so oh yeah, he got uh, RSV, and then he went from oh. RSV to an ear infection. So he's going through everything right now. So better hit your son than me. <laughs> I've been there, done that. And I don't want to do it again. And he's a single parent. He has his son a hundred percent. So it's like it's something new for him. And he, you know, I was a single parent for a while with my son, and you know, he came up to he just had a lot of questions of what needed to be done, and I was like, man, it's just. You treat them like you've been treated. You gotta whip be em. there. Yeah. No, whip you don't whip them. <laughs> Tyson, I beat that RSV out of you. Tyson is six months old. You better not be whooping him in front of me. That, that's his name, Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Where did that name come from? That's, is that no? My son Taurus wanted to name him Junior, All right. but the mother of the child, she's like, nah, 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 nah. they argued up until the birth, really? <laughs> and he said, well. They came together with Tyson and it's T Y S E N, not S O N. So not like the chicken. No. And, and not, not like, like the, the boxer. Fighter. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. So but uh he, he wears that name well because he is a fighter. So it's like uh you should have put the O instead of the E, bro. Because <laughs> he's a fighter, man. I mean, that's how I would go. Oh yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. But he's getting better, so that's the thing that, you know, we all thankful for how old is he now six months wow that's so young dude six months and my biological is he a big kid no he's he's average he's average he's average and my biological uh alana she's 10 months she'll be a year old in march man it's wild that it'll be a year yeah coming march i'm like wow and to look at her and see the things she's doing i'm like yeah she she'll be a year in a minute my (laughs) nephew and his wife it's mason and he has a daughter, uh-huh. and she is just like a ball of fireworks. <laughs> I mean, she's awesome. They do all these badass pictures. Yeah. And when you see her, you're just like, that's a happy kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what you want is a happy kid. Right. And I mean, when yeah. you look at through, because I don't know if you have this, but like we have, uh, you know, what is it on the TV? uh Look at that. Somebody's calling me again. They think that I'm still working. Uh, nah, not going to happen. Oh, that's Tim Rickman. Tim, uh, we're taping. So, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just said like it when a, you see that happy baby. Oh, most definitely. It's like, even though I'm not around that baby very often, it, it's joy. It is. You know what I mean? It because is. when you see a bundle of joy, a bundle of joy. Yeah. That has like zero concept of how <laughs> shitty the world is. Come on with it. It's Come like, on. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. When I hold those children, <sighs> I rub their head because I saw once this old black man said, You can suck the youth out of them. 
So you, you try to get it. all the roots you can get. <laughs> like people don't want me to hold their kids. Because they know you're going to suck the youth out of them. They're like, I don't believe that's true, but just in case. Just in case I'm a rub, rub, rub. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. But it was, it was beautiful this morning, man. Just having them wake up in the house, you know, and hearing that, 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 that baby, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah that talk. That talk. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, what? You, what he did what <laughs> and everybody laughing i'm like nah. what did he do if he if he touched you out and i'm just like it's i, I need that man i really need it today i needed that so i just spent my time with my grandson this morning i don't have any grandkids yet, yet. knock on wood yeah. let's keep it that way for a long time <laughs> because i feel like i'm still raising my kids I got you. you know what i mean even I though you. they're 20 and 22 uh-huh. luke's birthday is day after tomorrow okay. it's the 11th okay 10th mm-hmm. sorry wow 10th and i'm like you know what happy birthday luke yeah thanks and so he's actually in plano at a uh tournament okay yeah, doing his thing. Man. I've been sponsoring him to go on his tournament. Gotcha. Because you know, when you're oh, a young yeah. kid and you're broke and you're going <sighs> like he's in Plano, yeah. that's not driving to nope. San Angelo. Nope, it's not. And then the other day, like in this particular game that he's good at, mm-hmm. he's a certain character. Okay. And there's a guy who is like known as the best player with this character uh-huh. charges 25 bucks for an hour of teaching wow i was like wow. when did this happen that's the new world man and so i talked to him after he had the session uh-huh. and he was like first of all the guy was super cool because we had to reschedule like three times mm-hmm. because that guy had stuff coming uh-huh. up and he gave me basically two hours for the price of one uh-huh and he said the cool thing about it was, like, two minutes in, he was like, all right, I know that you're not, like, the noob. <laughs> so I'm going to teach you the shit that those guys won't get until, like, six or seven, yeah. eight sessions. Uh-huh. Because he knew that my son was, was far advanced. Right. Yeah. And so it was kind of cool to hear about the conversations that happened. I didn't even know that was like a thing yeah. where you could get like, you know, inside information from somebody. But that, it's the same thing as athletics. Oh, absolutely. Because we, we, I used to go to those camps during the summer and stuff and you have these pros come and, and have these camps and you get, you pick up, you know, certain things from them. And sometimes, cause I've been, I sent Brian to a camp. Uh, and they had a guy from the Rams, a guy from the Falcons, and it was two guys from the Cowboys. The two guys from the Cowboys, and I have to give props to this. They were actually working with the kids. They were working with them. The guy from the Rams, he took it as just because it was his camp. He took it as a promotion thing. Right. And I was pissed because I spent some money on this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the guy, that guy you're talking about, he's like... I'm just here to make sure everything goes good. Yeah, but he wasn't as but popular you, as the mother three. But you have techniques yes. that is valuable to these kids. To these kids, and they need those. Right. That's what I'm paying you to do. Right. <laughs> but I have to give props to those two guys that were on the Cowboys because they worked with them. They were there with them, and they were you know, you know, know, trying to build up their esteem. And the guy from the Falcons, he was more about the technique 
because he was trying to make it as basic as possible. You got to have this. You got to have this. You got to have that. And I was like, that's great. But then you get over to the dude whose name was on the camp, and all he wanted to do was take pictures with everybody. I'm like, I ain't paying for no pictures, partner. I'm playing for my son to get some training. Yeah. I could Photoshop my son in a picture All day with long. All day long. Right. <laughs> I don't need that. Well, he doesn't need that. So I, I understand totally what you're talking about. No, it's <laughs> he looking for the bottom. <laughs> And Larry, like there it is. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a different thing. And today's sports is is translating from the field, like like you said, to the videos. And yeah, esports. I, 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 I think we are on the very beginning of the cusp of esports. Oh yes, oh, like yes. you know, when my son told me he is getting a scholarship. Mm-hmm. To go do video games. <laughs> You're like, what? I well no, I'm on LinkedIn for uh-huh. Cigar Talk because uh-huh. I find a lot of cigar manufacturers on there uh-huh. and I talk to them and get information. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do some searches gotcha. on esports. Dude, it's huge. Wow. It's huge. Wow. Like I met so many people through LinkedIn that's involved in esports in one way or the other. Uh-huh. There's careers in that that you would never even think oh, of. Yeah. And it's like, when did this happen? <laughs> we got old, bro. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, we're, we're not getting we're past we are that. there. We, we are were the there. beginning of the video game age, and it has surpassed us. Right. And, you know, whenever my son told me what he wanted to do, uh-huh. I was like, just get a job. My man. thing was I could have never gave my parents that spiel. Oh, no. My mother, my dad was, he retired from the army. He was with the post office until he retired. He looked at me like, you gonna do what? Nah, bruh. You gonna, you gonna sign this, this, uh, application. You coming to take this test. You working at the post office right. with me. Nah, man. I'm like, wow. Well, let me tell you this. I was having a conversation with a coworker of long ago. Uh huh. We are in different positions in the company that my regular job is. Uh But I used to be in his position. Uh And we've been friends for a long time. And I said to him, I talked to him today. It had been a while. And I was like, man, how's your kids? And he was like, yeah, my son's in college at, you know, I don't remember where. Uh But I was like, what's he doing? What's he going for? Chemical engineering. I'm like, what made him decide to do Mm. that? (laughs) Because, you know. Yeah. That's somebody who has a vision of a career, career. Mm-hmm. and I didn't have that when I was that age. You neither. And so then I was like, hey, so what's your daughter doing? And he was like, oh, she's going to school to be a drama teacher. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And he was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, hold up. Hold up. Yeah. Are you projecting your your expectation yes. and what your definition of success is because if you are you're discounting her happiness almost definitely and that's not what we were uh-uh. taught back in the uh-uh. 70s uh-uh. we were taught if you want to be a man you get a career mm-hmm. you get a job that has retirement mm-hmm. you have benefits yep. that's what success, success looked was like to us. Yep. and I'm like, we were raised by the baby boomers. 
which that That's was the formula yep. that they grew up yep. on. That formula doesn't work forever. You know. And I, I mean, I would never in a million years recommend my son go to work for the company that I work for. Me because the the technology is rapidly changing. changing. Mm-hmm. And so what I do for a living doesn't even look like what it looks like now, 10 years from now. I remember when the black box came in. For the aircraft? For what you work in now, what I used to work in. And oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we already knew the the uh the, the signal on the end had taken away one car. Right. <laughs> and we realized well, it took away one car and two jobs. Two jobs. <laughs> right. Two jobs. When the black box came out, I was like, whoa. That means it's only one person now. Two. Well, yeah, two, but you only have really but you lose the guy yeah. up there on the head. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, I was the same way. And I, you know what? Because I had very little experience and very little time, uh-huh. I jumped on it. I got you. Because a lot of guys were like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, if I do that, I'll have a job. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And it's just, it's, it's and a change. You, in, in, our, in our lifetime, if you wanted to be a man, you supported your family. Oh, yes. That, that was. Oh, yes. Like, my dad, my real biological dad, left a lot to be desired mm-hmm. as a good human. Yeah. But he provided. I can ride that road. You know what you. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like. And that's what he was taught from his parents who lived in the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. You get a job, you work, and you take care of your family's needs. And if you're doing that, then you're you're good. You're a man. Right. That's what my grandfather drilled into me because he had two full-time jobs. And his thing was you provide everything for your family. That's what a man does. You provide. Now, we've learned through our growth and our generation at the end, yeah, <laughs> it's a little the, bit, we weren't smart. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. There's a little bit more that needs to be added to that, right? And with us and our growth, we've realized that what what we were given and what we learned, we're providing for a generation that can go and be better. Well, I, I don't even know if you know this. So you know what I do for my career now, mm-hmm. and I've been there for twenty plus years. Uh-huh. And before that, do you know what I did? Photographer. I was a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I traveled all over like six states. Uh-huh. And it was New Mexico, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas. And then it was like Kansas, Nebraska. And you was in Missouri I, for a while. Missouri. Yeah. And I mean, I, I traveled and went all over the southern United States gotcha. and the Midwest mm-hmm. for this job that I really enjoyed. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, but that worked only because me and my wife didn't have kids. Gotcha. I didn't make enough money. Gotcha. I didn't have any benefits. You were, you were able to just support you and her. Right. And that I was mean, it. I, I made literally... 25,000 a year. I got you. But when it's just you and your wife, you can make it. And you're living in a small town of 208. You can make it. You can make it. Yep. And so, you know, we were getting along fine. And then my wife's like, 
let's have a kid. And I'm like, I got to get a real job. <laughs> I got to get a real job. <laughs> well, what I loved about the job I had as a photographer, I only worked on Fridays and Saturdays. The freedom. Right. And so, I mean, on Thursday, I was driving somewhere in that realm uh-huh. all the way back home. And I got, no, no, to go work. Oh. And I was given $40 a day for per diem. Back then, $40 a day was easy. Today? I, no, 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 no. That was for a hotel and your food. Oh, no. And I would stay in a room that was like <laughs> 18, 19 bucks. <laughs> Like and you didn't have cell phones, no. so you couldn't Google no. prices for hotels. Nope. So you know what you did? You looked for the shittiest hotel in the town that you thought could be a little bit safe, and you you went there. I didn't ever think you about the safety. Dude. Yeah, as a cop, I I've been through some hotels. I was like, man, dude, I I was in Sepulpa. Oklahoma. Sepulpa. You know I've where that is? That, I've seen the sign like going back home. Like when you go from. When it's close to Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. but it's like in the rural areas. Okay. And the room I got in, it was like 18 bucks. Okay. Like the four walls in the room, there was only one wall. Wow. The other three walls, there was like a eight or ten foot hole in the sheetrock. And you could just see in the other room. The, no, the beams. Wow. Between you and the outside. I mean, it was like, wow, dude. I stayed in some shit holes. I've never. Whoo. I mean, if I could get a room for eighteen dollars, I was all over. I, wow. I stayed in Oklahoma once, and they charged me twelve dollars. And my wake up call there. Was this lady banging on, on the, the door. door at six in the morning? <laughs> Wake <Wait> up! <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I I I called her from the my room phone uh-huh. at the front desk, and I was like, "Ma'am, my bed doesn't have any blankets." And she's like, "How many hours are you going to be here?" Wow, you was at one of them hour hotels. <laughs> I, you know where I was? Where? I was at the Rebel Motel. <laughs> The Rebel Motel. Oh, my God. And when I went to the church the next day, because I was doing a directory, they were like, oh, did you stay in Lafayette? And I was like, no, I stayed here. And they were like, where? You got friends? And I was like, no, I stay at the Rebel Motel. And they started busting out laughing. laughing at you. They were like, you know that's a cat house. (laughs) Uh, I found out. (laughs) Dude. The bed had sheets, and that's it. That's it. But you know what? I was 19. He didn't care. I didn't care. I had $22 extra. Well, you said 12, so that was $28 extra. And back then, McDonald's was 5 bucks at the most. It was. You could eat good. Yes, you could. Burger King and Burger Chef. All of them. Yes. So, yeah, that's how. It's, 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 It's amazing how. What our parents went through, we listened to them. We're like, wow, I could never do that. And now we're telling our kids stories. They're like, man, ain't no way in the world. Like, well, when you talk to your kids, they go. You, you want to hear my new question of 2022? What's that? What have you done for someone in the last three weeks mm. that was less fortunate than you? Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the year you need to reflect 
Are you doing for other people? Yes. I'm not asking you that. I know. I'm just saying, you know what? I do to an extent, but when I ask myself that question, I could do more. I'm not, I'm not trying to put laurels on myself, but, uh, what is a laurel? You know, like hot, trying to puff yourself up. Like a, like a, like a king's robe. Uh, I, in here in Abilene, when the leaf was on, uh, third street, I left the leaf. And uh, I was driving down the street, and it was cold. When I say cold, it was cold at night. And I see this gentleman walking down. He just got on a wife beater. And I'm like, man, that ain't cool. I mean, it's cold. Did he have a certain swag? No, he he, dude he was, was just cold. He was cold. Gotcha. And I he passed me, and that's when it hit me. And I looked, and I had cars behind me, so I couldn't stop, and I couldn't you know turn around. So I, I did a block. And when I came up, he was walking up to the light where I was. I said, man. You got a jacket? He's like, no, no, I ain't got no jacket. I'm all right. I said, bruh, it's like in the teens. Degree, it was in the teens. Yeah. I'm like, man, here, I took the coat I had off hey, and gave it to two him. Two days ago, it was 18 18, here, and today it was 17. And it was rough. <laughs> but I took the coat I had off and gave it to him. He's like, no, nah, man. I said, no, nah, bruh, it's cold out here. And you walking around in a wife beater. I've got three coats in the closet. Here, here. Right. Because you never know. Not just I'm not I'm not thinking just about me, but one of my children or my grandchildren can be in that situation. Absolutely. And I would want somebody to do for them what I just did for this person. I right. wasn't looking out for me. I'm looking out for that person and hope and prayerfully. Anyone in that situation. Yes. Yes, man. You know, I used to go out to Kirby Lake on uh-huh. a regular basis and I carried a camping chair in my car. Uh-huh. And I would go out there and I would pull out my camping chair, light up a stick, and just enjoy the solitude of looking out over the water and enjoying a yeah, good stick. That's good. And I left there one day after that. And I mean, dude, you don't know how relaxed you are when you go do that. Yeah. It is amazing. And I was on my way back to town, and when I left Kirby Lake, I went down a road I'd never been before. Uh-huh. Usually I'd get on the loop and go around, but yeah. I went straight. Uh-huh. And there was a dude carrying a sign that said, we'll work for food. Yeah. But he wasn't holding it like he was trying to get money. Yeah. He was holding it like he'd already done it, had a shitty Tuesday. day. It was on his way back to wherever yeah. it is he calls home. Yeah. And I passed him, and I was like, it's early. I'm hungry. I'm going to ask the dude if he wants to go to lunch. Yeah. So I whipped back around. I pulled up into the ditch next to him, and I rolled down my window, and I was like, hey, man, I was going to go get lunch, and I thought you might want to go if you're hungry. And he was like, dude, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I am. And so I don't know if you remember the enchilada restaurant on 20th and uh, Buffalo Gapper uh, sales, but it was on the east side. Yeah, yeah, I know. Enchilada yes, yes. That was actually a good restaurant. Yeah. I don't know why they went under. I'm I'm guessing the owner was doing a lot of blow. <laughs> but anyway, I took him there and we ate and I talked to him just like if it was yes. me and you. Yes. We had a great conversation and I and I found out that he was definitely not a worthless piece of shit. Yes. He was a good dude, down on his luck. And I actually talked to, because he said he was looking for work. Mm-hmm. The waitress comes over, and I'm like, hey, are y'all hiring? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. He probably would like to have a yeah, application. application. Yeah. 
And he was like, dude, they're not going to hire me. And I was like, why? And he was like, I got a record. And I was like, did you do your time? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, then they should hire you. you. And so anyway, he didn't get a job. But anyway, when we left there, I took him to the Stripes convenience store over off Buffalo Gap in the Loop Mm -hmm. on the north side of the Loop. I know what you're talking about. And I said, hey, man, I noticed earlier whenever I stopped, you were smoking cigarettes. I was like, let's go in here and let's get you three packs of cigarettes and let's get you a 12-pack of beer. And I was like, go back and get whatever beer it is that you want. You know what he came back with? Bud Ice. (laughs) The nastiest, cheapest beer you could get. But the thing was. But that's what he was used used to to drinking. drinking. And he bought three packs of Pall Malls. And then I drove him to where he stays in, like, the rear end of a school bus that has been cut off and left in a vacant lot. That was where he lived. And I was like, you know what? I enjoyed this because I got to see a side of our culture that I don't know about. You don't. And, you know, you might think that I'm an... I'm a whatever pushover it's not. for feeding the guy. No. But I'm like, you know what? Dude's a human being. And that's what people lose. They they forget that they will go out of their way to feed a, a stray dog before they feed a, a help a human being. And I'm not saying anything against people helping stray dogs or, you know, stray animals. But a human being. Well, I will say one thing. When you let a animal take precedence over, over a human, human i got a problem with Me that too. and there's people do. who do that oh every day yeah every day and that, that to me i mean i don't believe you should beat a dog no unless he pees on the rug <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> but i i don't understand people who treat animals at a higher level than they yeah. treat their fellow human yeah. beings and they look down on those people yeah because i promise you all it takes is one second and you could be in that same position. Because when you talk to some of these people, they, they had jobs. They had good jobs. And something, one thing, one thing changed. One thing changed. In their entire and then, life. And then it's a chain reaction. Yes. And their entire it's life like, goes a different way. I wasn't able to pay my rent. One month. So I was evicted by the police. Mm-hmm. And then... In two weeks, I was pulled over by one of the officers that came and evicted me, and he knew I didn't have a job, and he fucked me even more. <laughs> I've seen because it. Because it's the law. I've seen it. It's a system. I've seen it. And you know what? It's like, dude, if I could just make one of those dudes' days a little better. Mm-hmm. I was on my way down to the Leaf the other day, a few weeks ago, and... Down here on South First and Willis, mm-hmm. there's an old man. I'm going to guess he's probably 65 to 70. And he holds a sign that says, vet, help, money, no. whatever. I don't know. I don't actually read the sign. But anyway, I pull up to him one day, and I roll down my window, and I said, hey, partner, I apologize. I don't have any cash, but I got a bottle of bourbon. And he said, I really appreciate your generosity, but
but I don't drink. Hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool, whatever. Because yeah. I thought that would make his day. Yeah. And so I went by there again like three weeks later. Uh-huh. I had cash. I pull up. And I got a new wallet. I got to show it to you. Have I showed it to you? Yeah. It's a thin the wallet. End, yeah. I'm excited about it. <laughs> but anyway, I opened my wallet, and right there on top is a 10. Right below that's a 20. And then below that, I'm not giving that away. <laughs> so anyway, I pull up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this dude a solid. I'm going to give him $10. Uh-huh. And then this voice hit me. He was like, you can't give him 20 Wow. Come on. Wow. Come on, dude. What are you? Hold up. Hold what, up. What, Larry, what, what, what Larry, bullshit? Larry. You can't. He, the Lord is talking a lot. I mean, to, uh, I, I have always had a heart for homeless people. Yeah. yeah and I too. know I brought that up at the Leaf the other day, and a lot of the guys were like, yeah, you give him 15, 20 bucks, and at the end of the day, he walks down eight blocks, gets in a brand new Ford F-150 pickup and drives home. And you know what I say? I don't care. Me neither, because I'm the one that, to me, if it's on my heart to I do it. I know a lot of guys who make more money yes. than me, and I still give them cigars. Yes. What's the difference? There is none. Right. There is none. I want to make your day. I give you a good cigar. I just want to be wanna right. I want to make this dude's day. I give him some money. Yeah, I just want to be right. And that's my thing. I want to be right. I know how I've seen too many times how hard it is for people out there. You know, the thing that hits my heart is when I see children out there. Yeah, I, I <sighs> and let me tell you something else, though. Let me tell you this. Like, you drive up to a four-way. There's a homeless guy. He's got a sign. Uh-huh. You don't have any cash. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything in the car that he's going to want. What do you do? I have before gone to a restaurant and bought a meal and just brought it back okay hats off to you you're a better human than me that don't make me a better human so here's what i do i roll down the window and i say hey man how's it going a conversation just asking the guy how he's doing today letting him know he's he's not invisible right letting him know he's not invisible and i used to ignore them because i was like I'm not going to look at him. If I don't look <laughs> it, at him, he don't see me. I don't he does not exist <laughs> and I will not give him money. But nah, now, nah. you know who taught me that? Who? Robert Caldwell. Mm. Mm. Robert Caldwell's charity line, The Lost and yeah. Found. He said, you know, in Miami, homeless is huge. Yeah. And he said, sometimes I don't have anything to give. Yeah. I'm walking. But I always look them in the eye and I say, how's your day? Have a conversation. Because they're they're people. Yeah, they're not invisible. They're not invisible. And Robert Caldwell said that he walked up to a corner waiting on a light and there was a homeless woman there. He said, how's your day going? He conversated for just a couple of minutes. The light changes. He can walk. Uh And as he starts to walk away, she says, by the way, Thank you. Yeah. For a, acknowledging a conversation. that you're a human. Yes. You're not invisible to if me. If you are a part of the cigar industry, come on. Come on. You should have that attitude. Come on. Come on. And don't get me wrong. 
Not everyone no. is a Fritz. Nope. <laughs> I said nope too fast. <laughs> he got me with the verb, Larry. He got me with the verb. <laughs> and you know, when it comes right down to it, I just can't stand Fritz. <laughs> I think people know that, dude. I mean, I that, really think people but, know uh, that. But I mean that in a good way. Okay. How? Use your imagination, <laughs> and when you come up with a good way, you let me know. That's how I'm in it. No, but what I'm saying is, for real, dude, this is just one big ball of wax. We're all on it. It's just Take big, care of each other. It, truthfully, it's just a big rock, and everybody... and. You would be amazed how small this rock really is. Oh, I, I, you know what? How small it is. The older you get, the the more more you realize. Come on now. Come on. Because when you're young, you think the world's the limit. It's not. It's, 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 you know what? I grew up in a big, oh, not a big city, but 150, (laughs) 60,000 Lubbock. Uh huh. But I also grew up in the summers of a town of 208. Yeah. yeah. And what I loved about that was I got to know people from different backgrounds. Oh, yes. And I got to know a lot of people from different classes. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that we're all people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and so, when you understand that, you will be a better human being yourself. Absolutely. A better human being I yourself. Mean, and I and I try to when I'm at the leaf, so to speak, I try to make sure that the new guys I see have a day at the leaf that they will not forget in a good way. Yeah. And then you take Sam and Fritz, and I try to make sure that they have a <laughs> shitty day. You are something else, dude. Because I think they, they have a lot of good days. They need to know what it's like to have a shitty day. Give me your top three. All right. Fair enough. Six. Fair enough. So this dude is going. You know what? I'm going to have to put on my monocle because my glasses, glasses. one of my lenses is gone. (laughs) You know what? What a pain in the ass. Oh, my goodness. So, you know what's funny is Jay. Is you putting them glasses on? Look at Jay. I, I can't read if I don't have my glasses. Oh, my God. So one you, eye. You'll be one eye. Popeye Arr. right now. <laughs> Shiver me timbers. you a pirate now. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've been, you know, here's the thing. When I was on vacation, I felt like, you know what? I'm going to smoke some damn good cigars. Yeah, and you did. I really, really and you did. did. And what I learned from that is... I don't need to be on vacation to enjoy that level of cigars. Oh, yeah. Oh, I won't even tell you how many 1964 anniversary series Hermosas I've smoked mm. because I've been on those. Got you, bro. I have been all over those. Like if I was a thief and a, the <laughs> 1964 Hermosas was a lady carrying a purse. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's 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 one of my picks. Are you listening? Yes, I'm listening. All right. So, my next cigar, and this was a surprise because I have not ever smoked this cigar. I've heard of it. I've seen it, and I smoked it, and it was a gift from my brother-in-law. Okay. Who gave me a 
bag of cigars, like a bag of 30 cigars. And when I looked in the bag, I was like, it looks like a shit ton of Gurkhas. You said that. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not smoking those. And then one day we were sitting down on a patio and he was like, hey, what do you think about this cigar? And I was like, oh, it was the uh, Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know that one because it's, I think, is the sun grown. But the regular Mark Twain that I smoked was total shit. Mm -hmm. Like one of the worst cigars I had ever smoked. And I bought a box and I smoked every (laughs) one of those cigars. (laughs) Good. And I was, I was. That's payback for the alpha. (laughs) I was not a happy camper. I got you, bro. So anyway, this cigar is, let me use my one lens, the Balmora. Balmora. Have you seen that? No. Oh, I've never seen that before. I hadn't either, but you know what? It was actually really good. Okay. And somebody left a comment that said, rest in peace, Balmora, which to me means they went out of business. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Nah. And then my third stick of the night is a stick that I actually smoked today, Okay, but I, I, I've been on it a mm-hmm. bit. It's from Steve Saka. The Me Carita. Me Carita. Dude. Yeah. That's a good stick, man. You know, it is more of a complex stick than what I normally smoke. Uh It's a Maduro that's very rich. Like, when you smoke it, you get a lot of flavor, and those flavors change. Okay. And the way the cigar smoked was different. It's Mm. like it wasn't the same all the way through. Gotcha. And I really was like, I'm not going to enjoy this cigar. I've had it before. I really liked it. But it seems like maybe it's a little overhumidified. Oh, okay. So, guys, that's going to be the end of the show. We had some technical difficulties, and it cut straight from there. Hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time, keep it smoking.